Hey, whip your cock out. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to another episode of The Gap. I'm your host, aka uh, your host with your host, Shane. How are you doing today, Shane? Did you whip your cock out? Maybe. Did you? No. <laughs> Why would I do that? No one will be able to see it, Shane. Yeah, you don't have it's the not, video. It's not the point, Matt. It's all about the principle, my friend. It's all about I, how you I use have, it. It's have, all about no, the principle. It's all about the trust. I have, I have standards, Shane. Do you? And if I'm going to whip my cock out, somebody <laughs> is going to be. Someone has to see it. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what you say. Your cock is someone else's standards. Okay, <laughs> catch my drift. <laughs> I also have my host, Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm still processing that. Did you whip Cage your cock said. out? Yep. See, Spencer always got my back. I always have his back. Spencer's always got my back. And when he's behind my back, facing away from me, he whips his cock out respectfully. Sure. Respectfully. Yeah, res oh, respectfully, of course. If I was to do it in, in front of you, I, I would politely ask, hey, do you mind if I, you know. <laughs> well, you know the answer you know. to that, buddy. The answer is oh, uh, yeah. always, always for you. Always for you. Thank you. Uh, I'm good, actually. Uh, <laughs> had a really solid weekend. Um... Not as exciting as last weekend, but still pretty good. Yeah, no, uh, this uh, uh, it was a slow weekend for me. So like, I hate I I hate work. That's all you need to know. Uh, but in in any case, we have a wonderful show planned for y'all today. It is the second installment of the month of movies, and I am very and we are today we are going to be talking about a movie that is near and dear to my heart, which is Madoka Magica rebellion but before we get to that of course we have a wonderful we have a rest of the show which includes simulcasts simul pubs some news and uh, whatever comes to mind uh so let's just jump honestly let's just jump right in because uh si we still got simulcasts to talk about because shows are still coming out shows are still starting um including all the shows uh that started after our, our most recent episode uh, which the ones that started turns out to be some of the biggest ones of the season. They decided to save a lot of the best for last, I'd argue. Uh, so who here has watched Chainsaw Man? Because Chainsaw <laughs> Man, man. he is a man and a chainsaw. He's a chainsaw. He's a and man with burr. chainsaw. Burr. And is ex it is everything that I wanted and more. So the best thing I it, it is chainsaw. It's chainsaw, man. Like that's that's what it is. That it's, really that really do be it, huh? It's just chainsaw, man. I I am uh, uh I'm actually really impressed with the just with it in overall though in the general production sense. I think it's look it looks really great. I remember that Shane was yep. constantly worrying going mm -hmm. in and seeing all the trailers. Were like, I think the they they're all pre-rendered. Like, clearly, like, like they've done just, this before. It, it didn't. It didn't track. It didn't line up. Everything looked like it was done by the same dude. I'm like, I'm convinced this is trailer footage. Like, it can't be this clean. Turns out it was this fucking clean. Let's go. It turns out there was nothing to worry about, and I was right. Fuck you. Uh. <laughs> and I love, I I loved every like I loved a lot of this. The CG looked really good too. It was like I know it's the yeah. Dota Hey Dodo team doing that that uh working on the CG here. Um, and it looked really good. And it it and it looked really good. I've seen some people poo pooing it, but at this point, I'm just gonna assume they're poo pooing it, it because it's CG. Because it's CG, and nothing it's, else. 
it's frankly just impressive to see how far the CG at Mappa has come. Oh yeah, they used to be Garbo at Garbo yeah. trash tier. Because like it for anyone who hasn't seen it, 90% of the time when Denji is Chainsaw Man, he is he's CG. And yeah. it, it's not that really jarring CG. It's the really stylized, blends in with the rest of the art style. They probably rotoscope some 2D over him because the way he moves with the rest of the 2D animation looks really seamless most of the time. Like it really if you does. Don't have, I, if you don't have an eye for this kind of stuff, you won't even notice it. I think he's I think it's definitely rotoscoped. And I definitely and like I obviously get why it's also CG because like I'm animating those chainsaws that, by hand. <laughs> I would kill myself, frankly. Bro, that I would... design is ridiculous. Imagine having to get all of that down on model in 2D. No, no thank you. I'm leaping out the fucking window. Don't y'all love Makima now in, like, full animated glory as well? In full HD? Yeah, I do. So how many mm -hmm. people barked at their TV? Nope. I'm not that much of a D-Gen, but... Uh... Some people probably Look, did. I am anamorphing into dog wolf. <laughs> no, see here, see, this is my quirk. I can turn myself into a wolf. I love, but uh, yeah, Chainsaw Man was very good. Mappa, based Mappa once again. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully uh, the animators yeah. got treated with respect for this one. Yeah, I hope, oh, hopefully they did. Because this, I mean, this, this, this shit rules. We know most of the animators, so they're not like no names, but there's a lot no of there's a lot of good people on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I went to get pizza, but basically, um, Chainsaw Man rules. I'm so happy that they didn't cut any of the 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 gore. No, the like, no. it's on this the late is a, night slot, so this you get is away a, with it. Also, you know what, Matt? Going, going back to what you said last week when you were like, oh, I'm really disappointed that, like, the blood isn't that, like, really crimson blood. They got I, the fucking I, crimson blood. I'm an idiot. I, bad, either, either it was bad Twitter compression or just bad trailer footage. Because um, the trailers did not do the blood justice here. Um, a lot of great blood. A uh, lot. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it's spooky month, so I'm watching a lot of horror movies, and I love, so... Give me the blood. Give me, um, give me the gore. And there's a lot of good gore in there. Give me the juice. Uh, give me the juice, baby. We haven't seen. Uh, we haven't heard most of it, but from what we have heard, uh, Kensuke Ushio is off his mind. Uh it sounds like Devil Man score. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> not a bad not, thing. Not a just bad thing. Kent's off not his mind. Thing. It just sounds like Devil Man score. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, frankly. So I I really like the OP and how it has like constant nods to like old movies and like Pulp Fiction okay. and Big Lebowski yeah, and all yeah, that. Okay, I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Shane. Shane. Did you pick up on all of the movie references in the OP or no? I feel like I, I feel like I subconsciously did, but I would need them explained to me just to. Uh, there's a couple. Do you probably got the Pulp Fiction one? Yeah, that uh, one was obvious. Did you get the Reservoir Dogs one? Have you when seen the Reservoir Dogs? On the streets, that's Reservoir mm -hmm. Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one? Yep. Yeah, that yeah, was a I surprising one. one. I, I didn't expect that to show. Well, up. I got I'm, I got that one immediately because if any, if you know me, I fucking love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah, that was from the first one, wasn't it? Like that shot. Uh, 
That's no, that's the shot of like the the, the skeletons. Yeah, that that really yeah. famous shot when they go to the grave. That's during that's early on in the movie where you see the graves grave mm-hmm. uh, after the grave robbery. Um, uh, there's but there's a couple of D cuts there. There's an attack of the killer tomatoes one. You know when they're on the table? Like there's a guy crawling on the table. That is from that's from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh and and there's also a shot from uh Sadako versus Kai uh Kyoko, which if you don't know what that is, uh is a really ups- it's like a less it's like uh it is a Rain versus the Grudge movie. Imagine Freddy versus Jason, but if it was the Rain versus the Grudge. Oh, and it was in 3D as well. Um so that would that so that is so, a movie you know. that exists. I'm not making this up. This exists and it has a re- there's a reference to it in the uh OP and it's really cool. And yeah. also uh Denji and Power are dancing to the Mickey Fucking Mouse Clubhouse morons. Song. I love them. They're dancing to the it's they're dancing to the hot dog song. Yeah, th- they are literally doing like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse dance and I love it. Which which to me which to me I'm like I, I, I think I think Fujimoto probably uh, did this op because it clearly this is his sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels yeah. like it. All it's, I'm gonna say, it, all... go ahead. Right. Um, I'm just gonna say also just um, the vo- uh, I'm really happy that they got like a veritable nobody to be um, Denji because okay. Denji is killing it so far with his, his voice and his acting. Um, uh, just, just, there's a video on Twitter about somebody putting, uh, dubbing over Pochita, um, like, talking to, um, Denji, and they just put it, and they just put the whole, um, maybe it, if you, uh, took a minute and changed that yee-ass haircut, you'd get some bitches on your dick. They put that over the scene, and it's fucking hilarious. Makes sense. It tracks. It fits the tone. Also, I was going to say, all you anime uh, onlys that saw the OP and you were like, damn, Denji and Power, uh, they vibe and I love them. Good luck. Have fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. Uh, the, 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 don't, don't worry. Uh, nothing bad ever happens. You're fine. To, to really anybody in this show. Yeah, to, to, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry. Only, only the bad guys get punished. So. Yeah. I do think it's funny that the uh, the Chainsaw Man uh, wiki has all of the uh, status of characters under spoiler tags. Yep. <laughs> so, like, are yep. they are they dead? Are they alive? Who knows? Who knows? Click the thing. Click it if you really want to spoil it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Chainsaw good Man. Good luck. Good luck, boys. Good luck. Uh, uh, what? Uh, uh, I want Shane. What else aired this week? <laughs> Uh, just talk about it, King. Just go for no, no, it. No, 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 no. I want you to say it. Mm. No, no, no. Bleach is back, baby. Oh, it is back. Oh, it's back. And it's back and better than ever. And Shane read manga faster than I think a human is actually physically possible of reading I will talk manga. more about it later. But yeah. I I pulled another One Piece, granted, to a minuscule scale of that, but I still did it. Shane saw 
30 seconds of the new of, of Thousand Year Blood where I was like, okay, never mind, I gotta do this. I saw the Ichigo cut in the first episode. I was like, man, I need, need that shit right now. I need it in my veins. Like, like, fucking grumbling to himself as he fucking turns on the shonen jump pad. Like, fucking insert fry uh, foaming mouth gif. Fucking no, but it's really good, guys. It's really good. Have you watched it yet, Shane? Yeah, I have. Fuck. <laughs> um, they all look so. They all look so good. So the so this uh so this is the best premiere episode I've maybe ever seen, <laughs> ever of anything. <laughs> Cause like okay okay as some, as a as the world's biggest Bleach fan, I have been waiting ten years for this literal literal decade a literal decade and to see my boys and my girls in this quality ah! like it it is it, it is genuinely. A gen it's so just genuinely exciting to see. Okay, question. Yes. yes. Is it like Akudama Drive level quality animation? Yes. Like, yes. Like, yes. Like, like the whole time, the whole thing. All the of whole it. way through. I don't I don't expect it to have this level of quality the entire show, because mm. this is a full core show. I don't know um, about that map because they're also split cores, so they are split cores. Um, but I, at the same time, the uh, I, I, it's Perot. I want to. I'm it's, gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, leave myself. I'm, I'm not gonna get myself too excited just yet. However, the production on this first episode is so insanely strong. I love how everyone looks. Um, they, honestly, the best thing about this is the fact that it looks more polished, but it still looks like the old Bleach show from like back in. 20, when, when it ended in 2012. Yeah, it's, um, it's just got a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, it, it looks like you're just like going back right into it. Um, and Shido Sakisu um, is on a burning piano. Yeah. Um, because oh, yeah? He, just, uh, he, has, <laughs> he has a new rendition of number one in the new episode. Oh my fucking that god. That I straight dude. up ascended. I straight up lost my mind. Uh, the next, the next, like, the next couple episodes are going to be insufferable because I'm just going to be talking about Bleach. And yep, it is... Yep, yep, yep. You know what? I can join you, Matt. I'm on the yes. bandwagon now. Can we talk about how fucking cool his bong, his, like, fucking Getsuka Tensho Dude, was? okay. You know what? Second verse, same as the first. I had the same worry with Chainsaw Man. When the original trailers for this were coming out, I'm like, I feel like this is trailer footage. This shot was in the first fucking trailer. <laughs> This mm -hmm. entire cut. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to shut the fuck up from now on. I'm just going to fucking zip it. Z zip it. This is, I love, oh my God, that Jessica Tensha was so good. I, I loved every I, One thing, okay, one little nitpick I have. In the trailer, they had different color effects on it. It was purple, and I think it looked cooler when it was purple, but I understand why they changed it. I get they it. They changed it because it's more accurate to what the original anime was. I get it. It's uh, supposed to be black, but man, that purple Getsuka looked fucking sick, dude. It did look sick. Although, it, to be fair, it is black in the in in the original anime. It was black, so they've kept it black here. Um, uh, to be, I don't care though. It looks really wonderful. Uh, 
uh, fucking Chad destroys a building and ki- probably kills like a bunch of people. That's um, fine. It's Chad. That's fine. Yeah. Um, fucking um, and fucking Ichigo punched someone out of a window, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, I it also covered four episodes, and I liked how I did like how snappy it was. It always felt like it was like just get right into it, just like quickly get in get into it. But Bleach has always been like that. The Bleach the Bleach manga is very quick and very snappy. So I like how the anime seems to be embracing that. Finally, um, is that just because that's just how? T.J. Kubo writes like he just doesn't have anything. chapters of nothing but action with no dialogue. So perfect, especially not a here. single, not a single wasted frame. Fucking, uh, he does that a lot in um in this arc in particular, which is why fifty two episodes does not bother me because I think it's actually it should be fine. It'll be fine. The pacing's gonna be uh, fine. Um, the other one. That started up that I want to talk about is I think I only I think I don't know if Shane has watched it. I know Spencer hasn't yet, and that's Yudosei Yatsura. Correct. Yeah. I have not seen Yudosei. I haven't either, Uda. actually. Yudosei Yatsura, but uh, I've heard it seem very good. Oh, I'm very happy with how this turned out. Um, it looks fantastic. Uh, I love the uh, I love the arts and color on colors on this. Um, the best way to describe this show to newcomers is that it's what if harem show, but instead it was Looney Tunes. Um, so like every character is an idiot and all of like, it's the best kind of comedy where everyone's kind of an asshole, but they're also very stupid. So laugh at them. It's okay. They're all dumb. Everyone's an idiot. Um, uh, fucking, uh, fuck This is, and I, and uh, so it, and I'm really interested to see how this goes as well because they didn't modernize it either. Uh, uh, the 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 OP lies to you. The OP says that there's yeah, a, that the, the OP has a false on the, advertising. Has it on a smartphone? Nope. Uh, fucking Atru does not have a smartphone in this. It is set in the 80s. There's rotary phones, the old big like square TVs. Um, fucking, this is said in the 80s. And also, uh, the humor is also pretty much unchanged. Outside of a couple of, uh, outside of a couple of pop culture, ref- pop culture references that are, uh, modernized. Most of the humor in this is straight from the original manga. Uh, which means that your mileage will vary. Because some of the jokes in here, you're like, they wouldn't, you're like, yeah, uh, they wouldn't be able to get away with a lot of this now. Um, wait, uh, but fucking... Sorry, I just on a whim looked it up. Fucking Mamoru Oshi worked on the original. The original, yeah, Mamoru. That was his start. Uh, he got his start on this. He uh, on the original Yatsura, and he directed the. He directed like the first half of the sh- of that show. He was on that show for a very long time, and mm-hmm. he also directed the first two movies of Yudosei Yatsura. He was uh, including. Beautiful Dreamer, which is widely, which is kind of a landmark film in a lot of ways in its own right, because uh, it was because mm-hmm. because uh, that is definitely like if you haven't seen anything from Yurusei Yatsura, at least watch that because that is actually kind of an influential movie. Um, but yeah, highly recommend uh, watching Yurusei Yatsura because it's very good. Spencer, anything you want to talk about that started? Uh, I got two. Um. Are they, both, is, are they both bad? No. Only one is bad. 
Oh, wait, what's the good one then? So Pui Pui Molkar started. Oh yeah, and, it did. Mm-hmm. And the first episode of Pui Pui Molkar is um all the cars get spooked and then they destroy the entirety of Tokyo by knocking over buildings. And then police guinea pigs show up and bring all of the the human drivers to court. And then they sentence the the guinea pig cars to go to driving school. So that's episode one. So that sounds amazing. Huh? Netflix, I think, probably, because Fox. Netflix had the has well, Netflix had the original Pui Pui Mall car, so and they'll uh, probably they'll, they'll probably have it once it's all out. Yeah, have uh, you seen so, Pui, have you seen Pui Pui Mall car, Shane? No, but every time he talks about it, I'm like, maybe I should maybe I should watch. There's that. like twelve episodes. <clears throat> the first season's like twelve episodes, and they're like five minutes. They're all, it's all on Netflix. You can watch Matt? it in like an hour. Matt. Um, Matt? they are two minutes. Yeah, so you can watch the entire first season in like an hour. It's nothing. <laughs> an hour. Um, Pui Pui Mokar, and then the second episode came out today. And in this episode, um, all the Mokars are like having fun and like jumping on, like, because they all got taken to driving school in order to become better drivers or, or better sentient cars, um, sentient guinea pig cars. And, um, so they're all having a, a fun time, you know, knocking over barrels, hopping on ledges, um, just, just enjoying life. And then the instructor comes out and he says, no, you're gonna not do this. So he, like, he removes the flowers from one of the guinea pig's hair and, and makes sure and spray paints all the guinea pigs white so that they all look the same and they all are supposed to act the same. Um, and then uh, he falls inside of one of the guinea pigs who takes a tumble and it cuts to the inside where this little miniature is spinning up, up, up upside down all around. And then he gets thrown out of the innards of this guinea pig car. And then he like looks up all confused and sees like all these white guinea pig cars. And he's like, oh my god. So he like removes all the white paint after and gives them back their stuff and is like, it's okay to be unique, but you still need to learn how to drive guinea pig cars. Is this a social commentary on how terrifying it is to be a white person? <laughs> and driving. <laughs> I love how that's the first thing Shane goes to. Uh, I yes, was, I, I was suppressing it ever since he said, yo, we're going <laughs> to they spray painted all the guinea pig cars white so that they're all the same and act yeah. the same. I'm like, is this yeah. white? Is this like white supremacy? Is this <laughs> how is this how Japan views white people? Probably. Is this a dog whistle? I mean, is, prob I mean probably a... we did. We, we did bomb them. So is this we didn't. <laughs> Oh, what well, well, the U.S. did? It, it, yeah. it, it, it's might, it might as well be the same thing to a lot of Japanese people. Um, True. Um, but Pui Pui Mokar, very cute, two minutes, heartwarming. It's genuinely heartwarming. Um, and then I watched Peter Grill. Um, mm, how'd that go, buddy? Peter Grill Super Extra, but the S and the EX are gold, so it says sex. Do you get it? 
<laughs> it's not funny. We hate this. Goodbye. It's, uh, it's not. It's genuinely not funny. I mean, like, there's probably a bunch of freaks and weirdos that actually like this, like, hilarious male sexual assault fantasy thing. Uh, those people are are called psychopaths, and I don't want to talk with them, and I don't want to even be around them. Please stay um, away from please stay, stay away, away from me, from please. Uh, so first episode cuts to uh, Peter Grill in his harem. Uh, they're attacking a bunch of goblins <clears throat> because goblins get really sexually active, and then they rape all the men. Um, okay, okay, stop for a second. I'm sorry. What? I need to go on a fucking rant here. I need a okay. Why is it that every time there's a fucking fantasy show nowadays, there has to be rapist goblins? Why just, is this a trend? Because why is like, this happening? Because much like goblins, Matt, I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to continue that thought. You know what? There's, Good. <laughs> Don't there's continue. Many, there's too many of them. We need to get rid of them all. There's too many. Like too many. Like um, it's free fantasy show nowadays. I, I I I request to anime, anime uh, producers, writers, creators, the animes themselves. I am talking to inanimate. I'm talking to drawings at the moment. Mm-hmm. Stop, just stop. No more. We're done. If I yeah, see but- another goblin like this, I am heading. I am. I am burning the paper. I am yeah. burning the anime response. But, 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 but how are we supposed to know that these goblins are bad if they don't commit sexual assault? Have them, like, kill a dude. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, so that happens. And then um, uh, Peter's love interest gets kidnapped um, because she's just a, 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 a fucking ingenue. She's just, like, this pure white goddess. Um... And apparently also has severe mental damage because she just doesn't question the fact that Peter has a massive entourage of women um, <clears throat> constantly surrounding him, wearing next to no clothes. But anyways, so she gets kidnapped. Uh, Peter goes tr- to try to save her, um, gets captured by the goblins, uh, gets brought to the Goblin Queen. And, and Peter's like, oh, God, no, I don't want this. I need to be pure. But what if the Goblin Queen's really hot? Because all oh, these other people, hot, because all these other girls that I met, like the elf and the the Oni and all that, you know, I thought they were going to be ugly, but they turned out hot. Uh, only for the joke to be that no, um, in fact, she's this massive, like fat, green, ugly goblin, uh, and then she commits sexual assault on Peter, and that's the episode. Uh, and then the second episode is more of the same. Um, except the, the, the hot goblin was actually, like, actually was raised by Peter and her, and his sister, and then escaped when the goblin hunters showed up. Um, and she is like, I can control myself because we're, we're, we're like family, we're friends. And then the goblin queen hits a switch and makes her horny. Um, so then, you know, typical Peter Grill scene shows up, and then a guy in what might be the only joke that kind of made me laugh, a guy shows up, 
wearing like a speedo and a and like a helmet, and they're they're just like, Sir Kenji, what are you doing here? And he was just like, I just like goblins. I have a thing for goblins. In order to like save yourself from the goblins, you just need to treat them like they're real people. And the real way to to defeat the qu- and then he gets hit by a rock and gets knocked unconscious. Um, but like the fact that he's that he's just like I, I just have a thing for goblins, dude. Like I just like goblins. Like uh, maybe kind of go. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I, on to, it, one chuckle, <laughs> one chuckle. However, I will say the OP is actually really good. Like the song's actually really good. It doesn't mean the show's good. In fact, we've had many terrible shows with good OPs and EDs, like X Arm. <laughs> no, but, um, X Arm's OP was not good. What are you talking about? Me and no. Shane, me and Shane will argue about this. Okay. Um, David watched the OP of the year when it came out. I'll argue for the song. Song, exactly. I'll argue for the song. We're not arguing for the OP. Like, like, exactly. The song is good. The show is not. And that's kind of like Peter Grill. Uh, but that's everything that's come out that I want to talk about. Aside, and then everything else is stuff that's already come out. Um, so, Shane, yeah. anything else? Anything you want to talk about? Maybe stuff new that you've seen. Nah, it was uh, just Chainsaw Man and Bleach, dude. Just Chainsaw Man and Bleach? All right. You haven't seen anything else then? No, nah, I haven't gotten to it yet. But don't worry, there's still two more podcasts this month, so that could change at any yeah, moment. Yeah, you still you got a lot of time. Uh, you had a lot of time. So let's move on to Simul Pubs. Uh, speak of the devil. Wait, speak we're not the... gonna we're not gonna talk about uh, uh, other episodes that came out. No. Uh, uh, no, at least I'm not. I, I, like, I, mean, I could, talk good. About, could talk about Gundam because that's the only thing I would want to talk about. Uh, and I don't really have a lot to say about Gundam other than it was really good and Soleta's getting a harem. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and, and a character and average Gundam pacing character goes from complete jerk ass to goaded within a single span of an episode. In um, fact, within like five minutes. Wait, literally, no, literally within five minutes goes from jerk like the like a fucking dickwad to goaded to goated king status yeah um, um and also i'm pretty I do, sure i know what you want to mention spencer golden conway i mean i was gonna get to golden conway but also i just wanted to say that i still have no idea if i even like akiba made wars or not um i think i do it i i, I don't know <laughs> it's, I it's, it's good trust me it's fine don't worry about it's, it it's good go with it. i just don't know uh but yeah Golden Kamui, episode two. Um, pussy monster. This sh- pussy monster. This show rules. That's all I can say. Golden Kamui remains goaded. Remains. Oh, peak fiction? Yes. Peak fiction. Forever and always. Goaded, king status, kino, cinema, raw. <clears throat> peak fiction. Um, uh, and, yeah. Certified uh, hood classic. <clears throat> certified hood classic. Certified Hood Classic. So let's move on to Asylum Pups. Shane, you want to talk Bleach? <clears throat> I know for a fact you. So, so let's just go right into it. As was alluded to earlier, I am a madman once again. Uh, to prepare for Thousand Year Blood War, which just started airing, I decided I was going to catch up on the Bleach manga. Granted, I've talked about this before. This entire year, I've been reading it on and off. 
So I I got a good chunk down already. Um, but I read 220 chapters in the span of three days. Man, man sped read. <laughs> to be fair, though, you've read Bleach. You know that half of that is just action. <laughs> It is, yes. So he got done all of Avrankar and all of Full Brain, ready for a thousand year blood war. Um uh, so the one so uh, so I'll keep it as spoiler free as possible because Spencer's not gonna Spencer up there yet. watches Bleach, yeah. Yeah. Uh so but uh, but uh the most I'll the, the some of the stuff I'll mention is that one, uh the fight with uh well, he knows who he's some of these characters are, so I'll mention that. He uh, fucking... Uh, the fight with Ukiora is one of my favorite fights in anime. Yeah, in the fight manga. with Ukiora rules. It's great, and the anime does it justice, too, if you've seen clips from it. I've seen anime. clips from it, yeah. That's when... The, the anime, that's that's around the time when Bleach really, the anime-wise, kicks into high gear. Yeah. Uh, they really did, did that fight justice in the anime. Like, it's a top-tier, excellent anime fight but i love it in the manga as well and the emotional stuff in that fight also really works it's a great holy real... shit kubo's art jesus yeah, the art... fucking christ yeah kubo goes ham on the art in the late portions of the iran car um because there's some really amazing like designs and like some of this like a uh, fight or like fight choreography and stuff it's so good um and i do like um, Bleach is the best for this because it, when it brings in the all of the captains, all of them have a purpose and all of them get like a f- arc and a fight to themselves. That it also leads. Awesome. It also leads to so many fucking hype moments. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus Christ, the hype in that arc is unreal. Sometimes, yeah. Um, fucking, uh, fucking, and then, and then you get the final fight, which is just great, and, and just everything about that section, just, just everything about a wrong car rules. Full brain, on the other hand, (laughs) um, has some issues, as Shane can put it. Man, I, I, oh, man, okay. Uh, man, I don't even, I don't even know how to, like, talk about it, because, like, I see what Kubo was trying to do. He sees the vision. <laughs> I see the vision, but it's just like the, the ball is extremely fumbled. And I understand a lot of that has to do with jump editorial being jump editorial. Stinky poo poo fuckbags. Um, but man, like there's some cool ideas there. There's some interesting concepts, none of which is really uh, followed through on. He tries to do what he did with Soul Society, with the Iran cars, try to have this group of characters and try to have them all be like standouts and have their own defined personalities and backstories. And he wants you to feel for these characters. Unfortunately, a lot of them just unfortunately fall flat because they're not given enough time to really flesh out. Because honestly, the only... (laughs) The only Fullbringer I remember at this point, having been a week off from reading it, is uh, Riruka, and that's just because she's waifu. Yeah, well, and also she, and and also she plays it, and she's the one who plays a big role in Thousand Year Blood War. Uh, one of the two, actually. Um, Thank you. Thank you for this information. 
she's in Thousand of she plays a big role in Thousand of Blood where she's in it. Uh and she gets some stuff to do, which is really great. Which is so Fulbring like Fulbring's not a pointless arc. I think like some people like some people like to write it off as this old fucking Kubo had no idea what he's doing. No, he has it serves its purpose and it ha introduces a bunch of characters that do show up again later on and and I think the most important thing is that it serves as a crucial piece of world building um, uh, because it explains <laughs> some stuff left unexplained, particularly with a certain character with, uh, from with early a on character who you might know. Yeah. And it explains some stuff there and it and it gives some new context to them. And you're like, oh, and it's like, well, shit. Um and I appreciate it, the uh, lack of spoilers. The ambiguity? Too. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it explains some cool stuff uh, with this character. And it actually um, gives and it gives this particular character as well more to do. Um, yeah. Which is really yeah. nice. Um, uh, the, I think my issue with the arc is the fact that the it, it is the fact that Kubo, since Kubo wasn't able to do what he wanted to do it feels like it's switching priorities it feels like two separate arcs smashed together yep. it feels like the full brain arc in one half and then the second half is a wrong car part two you, you know what you summed it up perfectly that's exactly how i feel because there's a certain there, there's a certain breaking point there's a certain threshold and once the arc passes that it completely switches gears and it's like, oh, wow, this is good all of a sudden. Like, this is... No, not that it's good. It just it feels like a completely different story. Um, oh, so it's, it's like... more interesting, at least. So, I mean, we might not get to it, uh, depending on how, how you want to do it. But it's like um, <clears throat> the fucking... Um... Oh, God, I can't... I can't... That's how much I, I cared about the like back half of, the, of this arc, aside from a couple of fights. The filler arc, Matt. Um, uh, fucking oh, bounce. bounce. The bounce arc, yeah. Oh, the yeah, it, the it, first... it has the same issue as the bounce arc. Actually, yeah, except that full brain, full brain is better than bounce. I will well, say yeah. that. I'm going to assume that you know bounce. So bounce was the first half of bounce. I actually really enjoyed. I thought it was very interesting concept. You know, very dark fantasy. And then it got to the second half. And the real again. Yeah, the real issue with the Bount arc is it's like fifteen episodes too long. Like it is, I I think it it's longer than the it's whole longer Soul, than Soul Society. It's 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 longer than Soul Society. It's uh like Soul Society. Soul Society is pretty long. Soul Society clocks in at around forty three episodes. Bount is like forty eight, forty nine. Um, and that's, and it is that makes sense in that context because Soul Society anime wise had like a hundred chapters of material to cover. Yeah, and hundred yeah. chapter material. Well, they were also adapting like one to two chapters an episode with uh, Soul Society. Um, mm -hmm. the, the the issue wasn't that they ran out of material for Soul Society. The issue was that a wrong car. And I think Shane's gonna bring up this issue too. A wrong car is like four hundred chapters, I think. Fucking shit is it long. It's two hundred and fifty <laughs> chapters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's for one it's three arcs smashed together. It's like a Fuck. three act structure. Mm -hmm. Each act is like seventy chapters. 
Jesus it's, Murphy. It's so insane. And you feel the length by the end of it. Like, holy shit, was it dragging? Okay. No, I got I was lucky. When I started reading the Bleach manga, like actually reading it weekly, um, I was I joined in during the final battle with uh Eisen Man. Um Ooh. Um, so I had missed, so, and I had already, and I, and I had watched all the anime that it aired up to that point too, and all the manga. So, so like, I had been caught up, so I was like pretty much ready to go. I, Shane, fucking, fucking, I, so I don't have the experience that people have reading it weekly, wrong card, because I've heard it was torture. However, I did have that experience with Thousand Year Blood War, which is just as long. Which is 200 chapters. Yeah, so like, I so I so let me assure you, reading the, the same arc for four to five years is kind yep. is it's hell actually it's hell. Actually, uh, you know what? No, I feel that because I read fucking Wano weekly. So goddamn it, okay. Wano was three years long, right? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, true. No, so I feel like, it. Yeah, so I feel it. Reading, yeah, reading the same arc for like three years, it's it's you know what? It's hell. It's hell. As good as the arc may be, it's fucking torture at some point. <laughs> I mean, it was nowhere close to three years, but... Do you think it's worse with Bleach, though? Because they'll have chapters with nothing but fighting. So imagine waiting a week that's just, like, there's fucking a bunch of, like... And then the chapter ends. Nothing but happens. Nothing I think I think the closest I have to that reading is uh, the Shibuya incident in Jujutsu Kaisen. And that's yeah. fucking pennies. No, yeah, no, the, Sabu- the Sabuya incident, baby shit. That's baby shit. Just say, letting you know. I'm also not a psychopath, so Kubo and Kubo clearly is is what you're trying to get at. Oh, a hundred. Listen, I will be very clear that I think Tite Kubo is an insane person. He is an insane like, man. <laughs> like, like he he is so like specific with how he writes and how he draws his stuff that it's like. You need to be insane. Like you can't. He's so calculated in his right in his drawing and in his writing. Like everything is so like perfectly placed, and that's what I appreciate about Kubo's like Bleach and like Kubo's art and storytelling in general. It's like everything is so pristine. Like there's no rough edges. And sometimes I don't want. He didn't fall brainer, but he was also depressed because no one yeah. liked the art. Like I what. I, I so, have okay. So right. sorry, just for me, for my sake. So Fullbringer is the arc directly before Thousand Year Blood War. Yeah, it's it's the run right after Iran card before Thousand Year Blood War. Mm. Okay, here, okay. Sure, go ahead, Shane. I was just gonna say, like, I have a lot of issues with uh, Fullbringer, which I have spoken to uh, with Matt about in our DMs. Um, but all of the, like. All of it really comes down to honestly nitpicks at the end of the day, because while they are major issues with the arc itself, I can't fault Kubo for it. Like, clearly his head was not in a good place, and clearly he was not being treated the way he should have been. So, of course, the art is going to suffer. Of course, the story is going to suffer. Of course, it's going to feel somehow rushed and yet padded to shit at the same time. Like... Mm-hmm. Of course, these things are going to happen. So I can't, I can't fault Kubo for it. Thinking, and I'm thinking about the fact that Full Brain's like lackluster reception prevented us from getting a Heaven versus Hell arc. 
Matt told me about mm-hmm. that, and I'm mad. I'm fucking yeah. mad. But you know the movie Hellverse? Yeah. It's That's based what that on was going to be? Con- based on unused concepts from that arc. <sighs> because remember, because if you remember, I think if you remember in er- early on, let's go back to early Bleach, episode five. Uh, remember when Chad was first introduced? Yep. Yes. And they dragged that hollow down to what seemed to be hell, and it's never yeah. referenced ever again. I yes, just yeah. assumed that the was Hueco Mundo. Set up for heaven versus hell. I just assu- honestly, Matt, I assumed that was Hueco Mundo. No, that's no, it's not. That's so hell. It's, so he Kubo just never got around to doing that. So straight up, hell exists in yeah. H. And also, when hollows get purified, like, fucking in hot, no, Hueco Mundo is somewhere else. That like that is the that that gate is not Hueco Mundo. It's not. I just, I just assumed when I saw that in the anime for the first time, I'm like, that's Hueco Mundo, right? Like that's where this is going. Okay, mm. apparently not. No, no, it was set up for a arc set in hell, and they were going to explain. Uh, Orihime's little fairy things were going to be like she was going to be like descended from angels and shit. Okay. Um, she was she was going to get a power upgrade and everything, but that never happened because Hellverse gave me fucking chills. What Hellverse was a, a good movie, right? People like Hellverse. Hellverse is my set. Um. Uh, I, I really like it's my second favorite Bleach film. My favorite's Fade to Black, uh, but that's also because Fade to Black is a heavy Rukia focused movie. So mm, it makes sense. Here. I know I think Hellverse is widely seen as the best one though, from what I've from what I've read. Hellverse read. is the fan favorite. Um, uh, yes, Hellverse is also the one where she decides you decided fuck it. Every track is choir, all of it. Doesn't matter where where it is, it's all choir. Um, fuck it. Man, man lost his mind at that point. Just like man did um, um, Also, speaking of the uh, Bleach movies, I'm just going to put this in podcast. They announced they're doing a four pack Blu-ray coming in November of all of them, which is good because I need I I own the first two on DVD, and I'm thinking of I'm up, I'm gonna I want to upgrade. So and because and because like they they have them in double packs on DVD, and all of them are available individually on Blu-ray. Um, mm-hmm. but having them all in four, in a four collection, four from on Blu-ray for honestly, it's like 40 bucks, it's 40 bucks. Um, so that's 10 which, bucks a movie. Literally. No. And all the movies on their own are like 25 on Blu-ray. So straight up steal, like straight up. This is like a worth worthy purchase. I'm probably going to pick it up, honestly. Um, okay. But in any case, Let's also talk about One Piece, because One Piece was crazy good this week. Let's continue the trend of One Piece being crazy good this week. Spencer, One Piece was crazy good this week. What yes. is happening? I don't fucking know, man. Spencer, this is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say. Yeah. No context. You know how it is with yeah. One Piece. Yes. Gender bent law. Wait, that screenshot was real? It's real. Yeah. That's real. It's fucking real, dude. I One thought it was is real. I, I fucking saw that, and I genuinely thought it was like from a doujin. And no, I'm just you like, you know what? Oh, I 100 percent thought so too. I thought it was fan art. I'm no, like, it's oh, real. It's just, it's just a do. What? I'm sorry. The what? Rule 63 is real. I'm s- no, 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 no. What? No, so, it's real. I thought it's just so. They just, wait, so <laughs> is just, okay. So so is female law still fighting Blackbeard? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he they just, just became cut, a they she. Just, they just cut the law and he is a she. No explanation. 
Honestly, I'm down. Okay, but Shane, what the fuck is happening? Fucking, I don't know. Like, even beyond that, like, fucking Julie Bonnie is Kuma's daughter. Uh, fucking, there's multiple Vegapunks. They're in a robot island, and Blackbeard's about to fuck up Law. What the fuck is happening? Are we... We, we're in, are, you know what we talk about one piece we mode. talk about insane people no one is more insane than Atro oda what is he do- what is he cooking bro what he Fuck cooking it. i don't know let, let i'm gonna let does him he cook know me. does he know does he does he know literally just... it's like that it's like the fucking second episode of pop team like oda just like opens up the the like tray and we just stare in horror as just <laughs> something something is underneath that tray and it scares us yeah a lot of other sh- and, and uh, a lot of other manga were on break this week though one piece was like yeah. the, one of the few that wasn't uh I, both My- kaisen and mha were on break this week i'm pretty sure no, uh, Kaisen, Kaisen wasn't, wasn't on break. but uh, MHA was. MHA is on break. MHA was. Uh, so Kaisen was? Okay, I got my no. movies. I know Kaisen's going on break soon, though. Yes, um, uh, but it was a good episode of Kaisen. Episode? episode Chapter of Kaisen. Oh, damn, the new season started early. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just for me, though. And, it, like, like I got it so, like, early that it's not even it's animated yet. <laughs> it, it's not even animated yet. It, it's just storyboards. Oh, yeah. I will confirm. I went on the Shonen Jump app. They don't have a date for the next chapter, so I think it's already on break. After this, okay. Break. Okay, so it's like Kai. Okay, I thought Kai Sen was on break. You know what? I got it mixed up then because I heard Kai Sen going on break, so I, so I assumed it was on break. I just assumed it was on okay, break this week for so whatever reason. No context. The new chapter of Kai Sen. Okay, no context. The U.S. is invading Japan to. Cure the energy crisis. <laughs> this sounds like a Chainsaw Man storyline. That's you're telling me 100... Stars and Stripe is going to show up. <laughs> no, but there is somebody in like turn into the sky. In, no, there is somebody in quotes that says muscles and bullets. So I mean, pretty close. I hate Kaisen. Muscles and magic. I hate <laughs> Oh um, man, I can imagine if fucking Mash was in Kaisen, how overpowered he would be. He would be the time in Kaisen, anyways. That, that's they, just they Maki, never mind. Used, yeah, they, no, I mean, they use their curse powers every once in a while, but they mostly just throw hands at Kaisen, anyways. So, like, yeah, except have you seen guy, throw those fucking hands, bro? Except for there's a character, Shane, whose um, curse power is the judicial system. I know about him. I know about him. Yeah, it's actually you know really fucking cool. I, I'm thinking, oh, that, I'm thinking yeah. my next. Yeah. I'm thinking my next manga binge is going to be catch up on Kaisen. Yes, please. You, you please. You need to. There's a fucking sumo wrestler Kappa and an old Shut guy with a samurai up. sword, and uh, a really unfunny comedian. I fucking hate Kaisen. Uh, fucking. All right. Anything else we want to talk about for manga? Or are we done no. here? Uh, I am. I'm catching up on Black Clover, and oh, uh, I have a thought. I'll save my thoughts for next week. Um, if the rumors about Black Clover, are, or if uh, some of the uh, rumors I've been hearing about for Black Clover are true. Um, so, so I'm not caught up. I'm still a bit behind 
Um, I have a lot of I, thoughts. I love Black Clover. Um, that feeling still hasn't gone away. Um, mm-hmm. I still think that not enough people talk about Tabata as a mangaka. He's very overshadowed. I mean, yeah. hell, fucking remember a few years ago when I was binging the manga? I was loving it. Like, it's good. Black Clover it's, is it's, good. Yeah, it is good. It's good. My, I have a lot of thoughts because I really, I still really like Black Clover. It's been very, it's very, it's a very consistent manga quality wise. The problem is, and this goes into the, uh, let me, I would relate it back to Spencer for the reason he's currently not reading My Hero. It's also for Black Clover. Inability to fucking kill characters. Mm. Like, I'm sick of it. Um, I'm honestly a little, and I'm I'm starting to think maybe it's a shonen problem. It's a I think that, I, at this it's point. a shonen problem. I was like, because like, because like, like Tabata has been especially egregious with this. Um, oh yeah, he has. He doesn't like to kill any character off. There's some. Uh, uh, how far you caught up? Which uh, mm. how many chapters do you have left before you fully catch up? Like like thirty. Uh, oh, so you're still oh, in the Spade wow. Kingdom stuff then? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty far behind still. Just let you know, there's some shit with Yami coming in that is like yep. Bakugo levels of stupid. So, okay. <clears throat> um, just all, fair all warning. I, all I know is that the end of the newest chapter is uh, very divisive. Nodding towards something. Yeah, very divisive. <laughs> very divisive. Mm, uh, um, reminds honestly reminds me of a lot of the stuff. You're probably gonna guess what this means if I if I say it like this, but I, it's the only thing I can imagine. The wizard, the whole wizard king, wizard king debacle, thing, the the, yep. the, the, the whole uh, Julius debacle back yep. when that happened. Yeah. Um, oh, I. It's uh, a lot like that, and I'm just like oh. I'm. I'm sick okay. of it. I'm done. I'm sick of it. At this point, I'm just gonna say fuck it. I'm going with it. It's shonen. Who cares? Um, I don't like. And, and genuinely, I think it's it's even less it's shonen and more it's fucking Shueisha. It's Shueisha, because... We don't get this problem a lot in other fucking shonen magazines. No, not in a couple, not in things from, like... Unless it's fairy tale. Well, then again, I'd argue Ishiyama just doesn't know how to kill characters. Um, Ishiyama, I don't... No, I think he knows how to kill characters. He just doesn't want to. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he does. He kills characters. Oh, okay. Good so he, he just, But, uh... He, he, but he, no, no um, he kills a couple of characters. He just does... He just, you know, doesn't know how to do it. He just... He, he'll do it, and then just be like, oh, they're back now. What? Uh... Be, so, here's why I, I, I think it specifically is Shueisha. It's because... It's because, A, the... The people really like... will take Yami, okay? Or will take Bakugo. Because that, to me, feels the most egregious to me. People love Bakugo. Women love Bakugo. Okay? He's super duper popular. And then they get, like, the transcript, and it's like, oh, we're gonna kill off Bakugo. And Shueisha goes, no, you're not. You're gonna... You're going to find a way to save him, because he is a massive financial, like, boon to this company. And if you don't then we're going to cut funding, or we're going to do, like, it feels like their hands are tied. 
bringing back Goku from the dead has done irreparable damage to Shueisha as in a company. In this essay, I will. <laughs> in this essay, I will. That was the start, I'd argue, is like when they brought back Goku. When, when they forced him to bring back Goku, it was over. It was over. It was Death, death it has was, no consequences anymore. Was that in, what was that in? Cell? It was in like the early 90s. No, no that like, was, was Saiyan, dude. That was the beginning oh. of Z. So they I'm, so, so I'm more so okay, I'm more so talking because that that resurrection was planned. I'm more talking about the cell stock stuff. Okay, cell fair stuff. enough. But also that one, you know that that one was more of like the oh yeah, you gotta bring back Goku. Because Goku because we can't people have like Goku. Goku did. We can't, we can't have, have Goku. We can't have, what, 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 Gohan, who's that? The kids only know Goku. We can't who cares have... about Go Gohan. Gohan, why don't you Gohan home, bitch? Get out of here. We we can't Shut have Goku up. go dead. How are we supposed to sell figurines? How are we how are we supposed to shell 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 sell? How are we supposed to shell of... this gas at our local Shell gas station? How are we supposed Shut to up. shill? I'm just yo. They... They roasting your ass in the quote retweets, dude. <laughs> point. I'm getting cooked. <laughs> I'm All getting right. paid over four thousand dollars to to read this ad from Raid Shadow Legends. Let's go move on to news because fucking. Let's move on to some news. Uh, our first piece of news is an is a update on a new story that we covered back uh in July. Um. Uh, back in July, so it's not a happy update, but it's an update that I think people should know about just because I think uh, it clarifies a lot of things. Uh, so the U.S. military newspaper Stars and Stripes reported on Tuesday that Yu-Gi-Oh! manga creator Kazuki Takahashi died while trying to aid a U.S. Army officer in saving three people who were caught in a riptide at Mermaid's Grotto in Ona okinawa uh if you don't know takahashi had passed uh, uh, uh takahashi's body was found dead uh on july oh on on in the middle of on july on around july 6th and uh we had no idea how he passed away other than we assumed it was some kind of snorkeling accident or some kind of thing while on vacation no turns out takahashi died being the best human being, being a goddamn in the fucking hero. world, hero. Uh, being uh, the uh, the Japan uh, the Japan Coast confirmed on October fourteenth that Takahashi had entered the water to rescue the girl and disappeared for what it identifies as an accident at sea. The spokesman for the Japan Coast Guard had previously declined to confirm during the Sergeant Strike's report that Takahashi indeed participated in the rescue camp as the Coast Guard was still investigating. Although the Coast Guard did know the Riptide incident in July, it had refrained from revealing what happened in consideration of the girl's mental health. Uh, Bourgeois, who is the uh, uh, U.S. Army Major Robert Bourgeois, uh, who was the person trying to save the girl um, and successfully did so, um, uh, said that Takahashi entered the water during the rescue but did not see Takahashi during the ordeal. Bourgeois' diving students, who he had met with just after 2 p.m. that day, caught glimpses of Takahashi until he disappeared beneath the waves this okay like it's like i don't like it still sucks that takahashi passed away this sucks dick but also if you're gonna go out at least go out like a g and this no this like fucking if anything 
fucking Takahashi should be an example to aspire to. Fucking live your life like this motherfucker. That's what you preach. That is genuinely the most selfless act. Like, a lot of people would just kind of freeze up and just not know what to do. But Takahashi acted first, and it's very tragic that we lost him. But this man was a hero, and that woman will probably remember this and thank Mm-hmm. That somebody was there to save her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just in just tragic, but like there's a glimpse of hope in it. That that it's it's like it's like uplifting tragedy. It's like the mm-hmm. circumstances of it are tragic, but the 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 aftermath is mm-hmm. what really counts. Like he say he mm-hmm. saved that woman. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he gave his life to do it. So. Fuck, man. Yeah. Man, and, went, out, uh, man went out like a hero. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, and that pretty much so that so that's just an update to stuff that happened that we reported back on in July. Uh, also, stuff that an update on because we got a new trailer because we got a trailer for it was is Trigon Stampede because we just got like the first basically the first full trailer for Stampede. We had a, We got a teaser a little bit ago, but this is our first like real full look at the show. Uh, so let's talk about it. Toho and CG Studio Orange uh, revealed a second trailer for the Trigun Stampede anime on Thursday. The video reveals three more cast members, more staff, and the show's January 2023 debut. Um, uh, uh, fucking, and they announced some of the staff members working on this and blah, 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 blah. The big thing, uh, though, is that we got a trailer for it. So let's talk about the actual trailer itself. Because um, I think this looks really good. I think that this, this is going to be the greatest good. anime. This is going to be the sickest shit. This <laughs> is going to be the most hype radical nonsense. Um, watching the trailer, f- I've, I, I felt a nostalgia for a bygone era. Like, they. D- what I love is that they didn't mess with the tone of Trigun. Like, this is what. It is an alternate story, but this is 100% the spirit and essence of Trigun. Like, all of these characters, th- sure, they might look different, but they're still who they are. I love like, all the new designs, too. The, well, I was, was going to fucking of say that. Like, I know the old designs are iconic, like Vash, Wolfwood, all that, but god damn, they're dripped out. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, I've got, I've really gotten used to uh, Vash's like new like pretty boy look. Yeah, um, love his, Vash's new design. His oh, like super so bitchy look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolfwood looks really great. He looks like Why? a fuck boy. Why this dude just look like a yakuza? I mean, that's not. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he looks like Higashi. Um, he does look like Higashi. Um, <laughs> judgment. Uh, judgment. He looks like Higashi. Hundred percent. Um, no, see the the most radical V design is obviously Meryl. Meryl, uh, like, yeah, she looks completely different, but I really like it. She looks really cute, and I like she's, her. Look. She also doesn't work for the insurance company. She appears to be a a uh, journalist working with. Say it with me, boys. Roberto, Roberto De Niro. De Niro. Roberto De Niro. I thought Shane 
on it i was in chat when with spencer when that mm-hmm. dropped when the trailer dropped and i literally said to him that's a fake name that's, that's a, a fake, fake character that's a fake there's name. no way that's literally, real literally okay i forgot that the the trailer had dropped because i was busy so i go into the anime chat and i just see matt post i i didn't even read it as roberto at first i just read robert de niro and i was like oh okay he just put it in the wrong chat that's fine and then i watched the trailer <laughs> I'm like, wait a sec. That's a real Roberto character? De, uh, Roberto De Niro, who, by the way, is voiced by Kenji Masuda, uh, who you may recognize, no, who you may recognize, uh, fucking as, and, uh, he, he, who Toku fans will recognize as the, uh, as the guy behind Kamen Rider Zanki. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, Kamen Rider Hibiki, yes. Um, yeah, uh, he was all uh, fucking. In fact, they did really. They did reveal. Uh, mo- they did reveal uh, most, like a lot of the new cast as well. Uh, and they a lot of the new cast as well. I'm pretty uh, we, because we do have new actors for in Japanese for most of these characters. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Wolfward is now. Uh, Wolfward is now voiced by Yo- uh, Yoshimasa Hosoya, who is in. So fucking much. Uh, he's Farmness from Slime. Um, uh, fucking. He is. It, no, he is uh, Melo from Sakugan. If you remember that from a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He is the voice. Uh, he is Tokoyami from MHA. Oh, okay. Um, he is. Uh, he's Oni. Uh, Onigawara from fucking Mob Psycho. Um, yeah. Uh, he is uh, Junpei in Kuroko's Basketball. Uh, he is Welf from Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. He is yeah, yeah. Asahi in Haikyuu. Uh, he oh. is Sosuke from Free. Uh, he is Tanagaki from Golden Kamui. Oh, Shin fuck. from Dorohei Doro. Arata from Chiara Fuyu. Uh, and Dopo from Bungo. Oh, and Rainer at from Attack on Titan. Oh, okay. I so know he's exactly in a lot of shit. He is a lot of shit. He is our new voice of Wolfhood, and our new voice of Meryl is is a newcomer. Uh, uh, is Sakura Endo in her first major lead role? Um, oh, good for her. Um, I'm just gonna once again state. Uh, so when I was watching the trailer. Uh, I went, you know, oh, at Roberto De Niro, I kind of laughed. But when I saw fucking Wolfwood, I, I went, oh, my God, I was so excited. That's my fucking boy. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. He looks so, everything looks so good. This whole, this whole show is go- it, it, insane. So, mm-hmm. best show Orange will ever make? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uh, but Beastars exists. Best yeah, show but it's Orange not... will ever make? Quite, Quite possibly. Beastars possibly. Exist. Best show Orange will ever... Shush, you... <laughs> uh, but uh, but, uh, but uh, I'm very curious to see how this... Is. I'm curious to see, by the way, how this plays out. Because uh, they did confirm it's an AU story. So I'm curious to see... Uh, how this uh, how this plays out, but I'm very I, I like the style. I love the animation of it. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, our final piece of news is that uh, is mainly a Spencer piece of news because there's a new buddy cop show, uh, a new buddy cop show dro- dropping. Um, Yo, 
Uh, the anime studio PA Works, if uh, who are currently oh, this season behind uh behind uh uh this season's Akiba made war and of course done a bunch of stuff including Shibako and uh a bunch of other original shows um, uh, and now on saturday it's producing a brand new original buddy cop anime that stars toshiyuki toyonaga and koichi uchiyama they are going to be in a special uh, a live stream special on the 22nd to, to discuss what the show is about but uh both of these are pretty are no, both of these are actors who've been around in the sphere for a while uh, uh tony gawa is uh in is also a another one from bungo he plays a junior he plays tanizaki tanizaki um, Tanazaki in Bungo. He is also he is in also in Free. He play he plays Sheena in Free. Uh, mm-hmm. fucking uh da da da. Uh, he play he plays Modi, uh, Midorikawa in Samurai Flamenco. If you remember Samurai oh, Flamenco. I mean, I'm the only one. Well, so you as well. Uh, I I love Samurai Flamenco. Yeah, uh, that show's uh, great. Uh, and he is and he is also uh in Stars Align. He plays uh, Subasa in Stars yeah. Align. Uh, Minoru Uchiyama and Uchiyama Uchiyama is in Agent Makers Bride. He plays Ruth, uh, the dog, um, uh, who talks. Um, you got he he is also in Free. He plays Ikuya. Uh, he plays Sukishima in Haikyuu. Um, uh, okay, he's Japanese Suki. Mm-hmm. Uh, he play, uh, he is in Gundam Unicorn. He plays Bahainer Lynx. Um, in Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, he is and and he's Shigaraki from MHA. Oh, uh, oh, oh, also okay. He's oh, and he's Soul Eater Evans apparently as well. He um, he's a little, little little character Soul Eater Evans. He's also um, Mirawim from Hunter Hunter. And oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's also Mirawim from Hunter Hunter, and he's also he's Philip from Futo Pi, which I just finished today. Oh, okay. and he's Inumaki from Kaisen. Yeah. He's oh. tacked off Sahina from Tacked Off as well. Yeah. Fucking, uh, fucking, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, so it, there's going to be a buddy cop show between them. There's an original buddy cop anime coming from Let's them. Let's go. So that's a spen- that's a, so, uh, Spencer, yeah, uh, get ready to be annoying. Day one. Day annoying. one. Annoying? Why? <laughs> because I watched Copcraft and nobody else did? I think that's exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, all right, and with that, I think it's time we move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which is an anime franchise we've been meaning to return to do for quite a while. But I'm very excited we finally get the chance to talk about this. Uh, uh, so let's talk about the sequel to one of our, our favorite anime of all time, which is Madoka Magica Rebellion, or the full title, which is Puella Magi Madoka Magica, the movie 3 Rebellion. Long-ass title. Um... Which is directed by Akiyuki Shimbo and Yukihiro Miyamoto, and written by Gen Odabuchi it's from Studio Shaft, and it aired. Uh, it originally was released in Japan on October twenty sixth, twenty thirteen. It's currently licensed by Aniplex of America, and you can go buy it from them, and actually a decent price. Um, for once, uh, there there is a trilogy box set with the rest of um. With the rest of uh, the other two VCAP films that you can get for like, it's like 60 bucks. 60 bucks on right stuff. So, which is not actually that bad. It's actually pretty good considering. Um, 
and I actually so like definitely worth picking up, especially since Rebellion is unfortunately not available for legal streaming at anywhere it at the moment. It used to be, but not anymore. It used to be on Netflix. Check your local streaming services. It might be depending on where you are. Uh, but here in North America, it is not available for legal streaming, unfortunately. So if you don't have it uh, on you, I guess it's time to go to the high seas. Yeah, um, yo. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Uh, yeah, yo. Rebellion. Oh, is it oh, when we. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> that was good. That was good Thank when you saw a bitch. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Thank okay. You. Okay, I'm done. I'm okay. done. Continue right. on. So, okay. So, <laughs> when last we left, uh, when last we left the world of Madoka Magica, uh, Madoka turned into a god. Um, God Doka happened. God Doka happened and erased witches from all of space and time, rewriting the universe in order to, uh, in order to make sure that magical girls never, ever have to experience that fate ever again. And uh, Homura and 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 Homura is that in this new world fighting new monsters called Wraiths. Rebellion doesn't really pick up on that to pick up that way though. Uh, Rebellion seemingly starts off with uh, some uh, like a complete reboot, uh, almost. Um, uh, in a world in Madoka, in a Madoka, Sayaka, Mami, and Kyoko, who are all magical girls, are fighting these creatures called nightmares, and they defeat them using song and dance and uh, uh, cute little rhymes that they develop together, and also sometimes bullets. Um. <laughs> And oh, and of course, and of course, it plays out kind of like Homura's backstory from the show. Homura comes in and uh, and comes in, and she's shy and new and doesn't really know how to fit in. But of course, she bonds with Madoka almost instantly, and then she be, they find out she's a magical girl, and then they all work together uh, and have wonderful adventures defeating nightmares. Oh. If only it were so fucking simple, cause some as you if anyone with a with with a brain cell would will realize something is off. This is not right. What the fuck is going on? Well, turns out, uh, uh a lot of stuff is afoot, and Homura finds herself in the middle of some kind of mystery involving herself, the rest of the cast, and particularly Madoka Kaname herself why is madoka kaname still alive and why do people remember her madoka magic of rebellion is weird it's weird it's dense there's a lot to talk about with it it is and it is a movie of all time as shane will put it at some point uh but shane what do you think of madoka magica rebellion Man, that really do be one of the movies of all time. <laughs> it is indeed a movie of all time. I'm just going to say this right now. This is all I'm going to say for uh, first impressions. Movie is 11. Moving on. <laughs> just instant final scores. 11. There you go. Sorry to spoil <laughs> it, but it had to be said. <laughs> it had to be. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Someone had to do it. 
I'm uh, I'm glad it was me. This movie's fucking weird. It's, it's dense as shit. It's got so much going on, so many moving parts. It's got so many characters. Ed, like, it's such a trip. Like, for context, I had seen this movie before because, of course, when I originally watched Madoka, I followed up with this. This was back when it was on Netflix, so that was like five-ish years ago at this point. Haven't seen it since until this recent rewatch. Holy shit, I forgot how crazy this movie is. In literal insanity from start to finish. Not a word of a lie. No breathing room for anything. It just goes. And it's quite possibly one of the best cinematic experiences you could possibly have. Um, she, I felt like I was an insane person watching this movie again. It's, it's, it's I don't know if that's a compliment, a negative. I beats me, man. All I know is that. Ooh. Anyway, (laughs) Spencer, what do you think of Madoka Magica Rebellion? It's so yeah, incredibly so, hard to form words about this movie. So, like, 11 out of 10. Um, you know, surprise. Um, this is... a film. It has this scenes? <laughs> it has cinematography. So, <laughs> so It has a director, a writer? So... But, Base Madoka Magica rules. Okay, we all know that. It's it's ten episodes of insanity. Twelve. Twelve is it twelve? It it, yeah. it feels like ten. Um twelve episodes of insanity. Uh show is incredible. This movie is better than the show. It, it is a movie. Um there's just so much happening in Rebellion. Um there's so much, and I also feel important that I'm here, because l- when you covered Madoka the first time, I wasn't here, and you guys incorrectly called that episode Cube did everything wrong. And I'm ready to mute him, did. I'm ready to mute him, Matt. <laughs> I'm, and I'm here to fix that over the coming discussion. Um, no. But, no, 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 you are not. Yes, no. yes, but um, <laughs> really, at the base of it, in my opinion, rebellion is exactly what it says on the tin. It is rebelling against a either a set of rules or a truth or a belief or something that you don't want to admit to. And how even people with the most altruistic or selfish needs are inherently wrong when they take those needs and place them upon innocent people. Because, and we'll we'll get into that, but I think that what Homura does is morally reprehensible. I don't think that what the incubators do is correct either. But this is two, this is one person who has taken it upon herself to to place what she believes is the best for people that have no no cure no will and that's morally reprehensible 
And that's what I love about this movie, is that all these characters are so incredibly well-written because Gen Urobuchi is a genius. Or an insane person, depending on how you... Depending on how you see it. Or both! Or both. Or both. Or both. That these... These genuinely terrible people have moments where you can look at them and go, what you're doing is wrong, but I can see how it makes sense to you. It's... That's the... Yeah. I was trying to find the words, because, like, I have... Okay, so... I have seen Rebellion... Uh, I don't know how many times at this point, but, like... I first time I saw it, it was in the, it was I saw it in theaters back when it first hit in 2013. It came to it came to my city uh, two months after at two months after it premiered in Japan. It came to my city. Uh, it was like so like December 2013, uh, and it was the first anime movie I saw in theaters like that. It was with a massive crowd. Uh, so a lot of cosplayers were there too. It was a huge thing. That was an experience because I don't think I was ready. Um, I don't think I was like ready for that as like a six as like a sixteen year old who is like a sixteen year old weeb. I don't think I was ready for like the for the eye orgasms that would like and that would leak out of my fucking face because of the shit on screen for this. Uh. But as I've got, as I've watched this multiple times, I've seen as I've seen this m- m- multitude of times. Uh, what sticks with me about Rebellion? You know, Rebellion is a good movie when it lives rent free in your head forever. It just sticks there, doesn't leave. It's always there. Every once in a while, uh, uh, every once in a while, I'll just post. I-, I have posted just on Twitter, like, "Hey, you remember Rebellion?" Like that shit, like that. Remember that shit? Hey, y'all remember Puella Magi Madoka Magica movie three Rebellion? Yeah, like do y'all remember that cinema? Because that's what this is. Like I love all of this, and we when we talked, we talked about Adolescence of Utena a little bit ago. Um, and in a lot of ways, I feel the same about that movie as I do this. It it just feels like a full like visual audio visual experience and it's really something else and i think how layered it is and i think it's actually interesting that i'm still learning things about today because rebellion actually is named after something it is named after the japanese title for the 2002 christian bale film Equilibrium, if you remember that film. Oh my god, I fucking love that film. There's because no Genu Urobuchi based Homura off th- in this film off of Christian Bale's character. <sighs> and once you realize that... Oh my god. That, it all makes sense. your perspective on the entire movie as well. It does. Oh my god. Spencer has to completely rewrite his draft now. He's like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. Well, all equilibrium. these thoughts I have, garbage. <laughs> Shit. This whole, this whole movie, garbage now. 
throw fuck it in it. the fucking trash. Let's, let's just talk about it. there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about with this movie, so we'll take it one step at a time. Let's still let's take it one step at a time. You know what? Let's start with like because this movie is divided into like three distinct acts, anyways. So like, let's just start with the stuff. Let's start with like the happy stuff, like the the so called happy stuff first. Let's start with that because that's the best place to start. Okay, so the the big thing I want to talk about with this stuff is the fact that this is this is. This reminds me a lot of like okay we when we like in the rebuild of Evangelion when like two like the stuff in two point where like it's mm-hmm. the fan it's like it's basically fan service it's like what you like it's like what fans have been wa- what like would want to see uh while also doing something really interesting thematically with it because that's essentially what this is this is basically an excuse to be like yo here are all five of the magical girls actually working together and being cute together i like uh, seeing these characters happy you do i do i do i do like seeing these characters uh seeing these characters happy i do <laughs> shay what what do you think when you open the movie and madoka's just alive yeah no yeah, explanation that's, that's some that's some fuckery ain't it that's some... <laughs> right you're like mm, that's mm, mm. It's like, <laughs> like and honestly that's the biggest like strength going for rebellion is the mystery behind it all it's mm-hmm. obviously like mysteries as narrative devices have been around for centuries if you have a good mystery driving your narrative it's bound to be some goaded shit and i would argue rebellion has one of the best mysteries because from the get-go it makes it very apparent everything is completely off why are they all together and alive? Why is Madoka here? Why is Homura like past Homura, not like current Homura? Is the rapes? Yeah. <laughs> why is there nothing beyond Mitakihara? Like, what is going um, on here? Why, why? Why? Why do they defeat people with like song and with like little like fucking cute songs? Why do they do why? musical numbers instead of shoot? <laughs> <laughs> Why is mommy best friends with you know baby like with she a little fucking with the witch person that ate her little witch yeah. baby little witch yeah. baby like like what is the point? Why does Cubase only say Q? Why yeah. is Cubase yeah. an actual cat? <laughs> yeah, like like what is happening? It is a perfect, perfect mystery. For the first, what act. I, it doesn't. Ex- and what I love about it is that it it just it, unless a movie would like immediately to let you know. No, 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 no. Something's off. No, the movie keeps that fucking facade going for like thirty minutes. Yeah. Oh, it, it, like it's, it's a, a full it's a episode of show. Substantial chunk of the movie is devoted Gen- to this setup. Like, like, and like, genuinely, the fact that they never break makes you go for like half it's a second. You go. Oh, maybe this is just the movie. Maybe this literally, is literally that's what I thought when I first watched it. I was like, "Wait, huh?" I was confused. I was watching the wrong movie. Actually, me too. Me, me, I watched this. And, and then, and my then f- favorite thing too is it's right after they deal with the um stuff with uh with uh Chitomi, the nightmare with Chitomi, and yeah. then it cuts to Homura in class, and then it just you just hard cuts to the faces on the students, and you're like wait a minute and then immediately everything it's all in whack 
it's all off from there. It's just such a great cut. Just, it, it's mm-hmm. fan fucking tastic. Also, uh, uh, Kyosuke is a bitch. Uh, yeah. fucking yeah. bad boyfriend. Bad boyfriend. Kyosuke is a bad boyfriend. Man, man, we already man knew that from, is, the, from violin. Yeah, man playing his violin when he should be playing with pussy. Oh, got him. Oh, got him. Uh, also, he doesn't make time for her. Correct. He because... doesn't. He doesn't try. What are you no, doing, man? Because why would he when he doesn't need to anymore? You know what I mean? Like he was a douchebag in the original. Oh yeah, because he, he kind of was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously not as much as in as in Rebellion, but the whole point is that huh. is that all of these all of the magical girl issues that that they deal with mysteriously in the beginning are not are non-existent you know like like we'll take we'll take mommy for instance okay mommy's big thing was she was lonely she had crippling loneliness when the movie starts up she has all of her friends with her she she has Bebe, um like she is in um orobuchi has stated this she has the potential to be the most powerful magical girl in the universe if she got over that crippling loneliness. Uh-huh. And it and I just want to get this out of the way right now. The transformation scene oh my in Rebellion. God. I've changed my mind, Matt. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest piece of animation to exist. Period. It's it is something I love. Like go, it's a long just, transformation. It's like five minutes. It it's goes five on for quite a while. Minutes. It's just, all of them transforming back to back, and they all get their own unique visual palettes and, and backgrounds. But it's all thematic. When you have mommy like figure skating, when she spins her he- her head, her neck disappears, so she's headless or necklace but she and and my favorite shot of that entire transformation sequence just out of all of them is fucking sayaka yes when when you see when you see the turned image of her magical girl form and she like runs towards it with no 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 care. She, she doesn't care what happens to her. But at the very last second, she stumbles and she trips into that image of herself. Yep. And that signifies her doubt. That signifies the fact that she was strong until something ha- until something shook that. And then she she lost all of her strength. And just that and the whole the, like, like Sayaka is so bombastic. Uh, no, sorry, not Sayaka. I'm sorry. Um, Kyoko. Uh, Kyoko, thank you. Kyoko is so bombastic, but still kind of grounded in like this much, like this faux maturity, like like air of like just hot headedness. And and Sayaka is breakdancing because she's she flows and she's very she's unstructured in a structured way. And you know, mommy is very very professional and then you get to like Homura and Homura is completely disconnected with everything and, and she's literally not supposed to be there exactly she, and it, no. it, it it doesn't fit 
like it, 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 like you look at it, but it, it doesn't fit with everything else. And then you have at the end Madoka doing this like J-pop cutesy idol because that's the image of Madoka that Homura has. And what we're supposed to pick up is that it's everybody's perfect image. No it's, issues. It's also it's also interesting too because if you freeze frame on all of them, you get to see the witch forms. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. You see every single one of their witches. In the background, except for, except for Madoka's, mm-hmm. Because Madoka is God, and Madoka doesn't have a witch. Because Madoka she doesn't have a witch. She never got one. Because she got rid of I, all the witches. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's such great little pieces of storytelling, and a lot. And the first act is filled with all of this. A lot of little great pieces of storytelling, little great mm-hmm. pieces of foreshadowing, and also, and also. I hate to say it, the fan service got me. Would I watch a full like thirteen episode anime of just? Th- this yes i would because it's cute and i love all of them and i want yeah. to protect all of them i just uh, want them to be happy i don't care if it's I, not real i just want them to be happy i i want a rom-com with sayaka and kyoko please they are they are gay i'm sorry <laughs> like they like they're the fucking fucking they're <laughs> they're living together it, it, it when you when you realize the fact that this is supposed to be like Homura's like whole like perfect world essentially like her own like imagination, she literally has Kyoko and Sayaka living together. She like, intended for them to be lesbians. <laughs> like she was, she was like, come on, like she was we into all see it. it. Like, yes. We all see it. We all see. It. Well, because Homura herself is is lesbian for fucking Madoka. Everyone's a lesbian in this. That's Everyone. the that's the that's the message of Madoka. They're all lesbians. Mommy, um, mommy is a lesbian for her crippling depression. No. <laughs> okay. Th- okay, I think she, uh, I think that she, not romantically, but I think she loves all of them. Like she has genuine mm-hmm. like appreciation and love for all of the girls mm-hmm. and Bebe. And Bebe. And Bebe. Ooh, and Bebe. We'll talk about Bebe in a second because Bebe's interesting. Uh, Bebe is very interesting. Interesting. Um, the other, well, some of the other stuff at the first half are really is really interesting too. Because the fucking I, the cake song took me off guard when I first watched the movie because I was like, "What is this?" Uh, but also, um, the cake song is really interesting because all it's oh, it's once again, it's exactly like the transformation sequence, where it's all just representations of the specific characters and what they're going through. Just with foot now, now with food and lit and and it's really and it's also just a really fun little diversion sequence and it's really and it's got like a really fucking catchy song to go along with it and it's it's really fun and then the movie stops being fun because it gets and, because you realize it's a Madoka movie and then the movie becomes nothing but pain, absolute pain. All right, all right. yeah, it becomes nothing but pain. Um. Because, because, okay, so, Shane, anything in particular you want to talk about? Because I think I'm dominating the conversation a little bit too much. Uh, why you, is why is there nothing beyond Mitaki Hara? Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Yeah, turns out, it's, turns out it's because there is nothing. It's, it is, it is the, the, the world of that, that Homer, that Homer envisioned is literally... No, is pretty much like a la- it's, it's a labyrinth. She has turned into a witch, but she can't because fucking the incubators have decided, yo, we're going to take your soul gem. We're going to put it 
in this like we're gonna put in like a pocket dimension. Apparently, I don't. What do they put it in? It's like a fucking. Put, it's it's pretty much a pocket dimension. It's just like completely. Yeah. Uh, it's completely removed from the rest of reality so that it doesn't cause any more like quantum space damage. Basically, it's uh, okay. The way that Cube and the Incubators explain it is, it is they put her soul before the law of cycles. So basically, the law of cycles doesn't exist, which means witches don't exist, and they kind of just stuck her there in like stasis. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so, but, but, yeah, it because so it's kind of a la- it is a lavish because she fell into because she fell into because what happened is after she mentioned in the and the end of the show like yo there's this there's this universe i imagined where there's these things called witches and stuff and the incubators were like hmm that sounds like a good idea that sounds, sounds more- interesting <laughs> yes that sounds really interesting and so they decided fuck it um uh so fuck it uh, and as she fell into despair because, you know, she allowed herself because she allowed Madoka to be erased from reality to become a witch. They're like, yeah, we're just going to poof you over here, actually stop you from turning into a witch. So we can, like, observe you um, and observe you. Oh, weird little freak. You weird and, little and experiment. And, cr- and, and Madoka did show up, but because she got stuck in the labyrinth, she can't get out, which is. Uh, it can't get out that's because in it's a character pop- that that's that's on brand. No, well, no, it, it makes sense though because like fucking, it's a separate dimension. Like she can't get. It's like literally, she's. It's like a. It's like. How do I describe it? It's like a fucking like a, like a strainer. It can go one way, but it can't go the other. Yeah, like she it, can go in, but once she's in, she can't get out because she's stuck there now. It is just like her to become the literal omnipresent of the universe mm-hmm. and then get stuck in a box <laughs> that is that so much. in character you give you're giving madoka a little too little credit i think you're, you're, you're giving her too little credit. she is an innocent cinnamon roll but she's not zoro when it comes to like she's not stupid like come on like she's a precious being with infinite energy um <laughs> And also, she and also, if you watch the end of the show, she literally blows up a universe. So, like, she clearly, <laughs> yeah, she knows I, what she's I doing. I remember that. <laughs> she, she, she just no, fucking what, poof. Just no, literally, what happened is like she fucking no. She is like she wish she's like wishes for all witches to be erased. So of course she does that, and all witches are erased. But she, of course, because due to how the witches, the basketball girls work, has to become a witch. Of equal power, so she also becomes a witch. But then, because she wished for all wishes to all witches to be gone, a version of herself fucking shows up, and it's like, ah, I planned for this, and literally blows herself up. Mm-hmm. Which you know what? Kind of, kind of. That's kind of a Chad mood. I move. I can't be. I can't lie. Um, but in, but okay. So, but like. We find out that it's a like a labyrinth, which means that what's interesting is the fact that it's a labyrinth does explain a lot of the stuff going on in the movie, all the weird shit, but also allows for a lot of really cool little uh, animation beats because in a lab because because they're all of them are like basically figments of imagination or like in this labyrinth, they can't actually do any they can't actually hurt each other. 
uh, or they can't actually, like, die or whatever. So, that leads to what I consider to be one of the best fight scenes in anime history, which is Mommy versus Homura. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is just three minutes of nothing but just the the coolest thing you've ever seen. Because, uh, like... Okay, so the setup. Okay, so the, the the basic premise for this fight is like really simple, but it's such a cool concept. You have two magical girls who mainly actually use guns and bullets as their main source of weapon, and one of them has a time stop power. So one of them is like, sh- so they're all both of them are shooting. So one, both of them are shooting at each other, but they're like shooting not each other, but like the bullets. To stop each other from shooting each other, because the time because of time is stopping, and it's so, it's so fucking cool. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I, it's so good. I love it. Spencer, is there anything you want to discuss in this middle section? Because, uh, I mean, not really much else that hasn't been said. I mean, this section rules. Um, uh. <laughs> highlighting, you know, the fight, of course, with best girl and worst girl. Um, you know, if this was the show, I would argue against that, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hear. Right. <laughs> not enough energy. You're right. I mean, I we all know what Homer does here. Yeah, we we're, all know. we're all, we're all f- familiar with the end of the movie. Um, just th- this second sequence, I w- after the the first act being like all the super happy and then you know things start to unravel in this second act you're just like ah this is the Madoka I've come to know and love things are starting to get fucky let's see how fucky they can get and that brings us to the third act the third yeah, act it vanishes in the third stuff cuz like one of the Okay, the thing I like the thing I really love about Rebellion is how it does flow into each other and like once you do get to that third act and you get to that third act which is the big fight against Homer's witch form and then Homer's decision and the aftermath of that. I it all kind of it all adds up. I think like Rebe- one of the things about Rebellion that confused me on initial watch was like I was wondering how it's like, like, how, like, like, is it in character for Homer to do something like this? And after numerous watches of the Sheer series, absolutely. Yes. I, I feel like this is, this is the only direction it could have really gone. I think like, that this is the only thing that could have happened. Like, like, you think about it logically, based on what she did in the show, her backstory, the fact that she did countless upon countless thousands upon hundreds of thousands of millions of retries to save Madoka. You really think she's going to, you really think she's about to give that up? Yeah. And not anyone else, just Madoka, just Madoka. That's the big thing that I was about to bring up is, yeah, it is just Madoka. I think it's interesting. as, As much as like the others are friends, she doesn't give a shit about them. She she pretty much maintains the status quo around them because she knows that's what Madoka would want. And and it's also interesting too because it's heavily implicated in in the show and the in like prior that 
she could like there's a scene that it's a scene that's left out of the show um that i really that should have been in the move that should have been left in the recap movies because i think it's crucial but in the show they mention that when it's during Saika's like slow madness descent and she she actually mentions that trying to save Saika is a lost cause and you and initially you just think it's like oh it's Homer just like being Homer because this is before her reveal but after the whole time travel stuff and on further reflection i think it's very clear i think for, i have a i have a sneaking suspicion for a while homura was trying to save all of them i think the implication was is that she got is that it happened so often that she pretty much got jaded and she's like fuck it i'm only gonna save madoka because she's the one i'm really i really care about and everyone else like if i save them good if not who cares um and i and that really reflects here uh it, it, it really reflects here. And regardless of whether or not you agree with her decision, I love her decision at the end of this. I think it's, I think it's one, perfectly in character, and also uh, just such a wonderful, unexpected twist. Mm-hmm. It's so... <laughs> it, and, and when you think about it, when you find out that this ending was a rewrite that this wasn't originally supposed to happen it makes it all the more interesting that it did gen robuchi you know how rebellion was originally supposed to end yeah homura goes up to like little heaven with madoka and everything lives happily ever after it was going to be a happy ending nah that's too clean that's That's too clean for this (laughs) he was going to do that but he was never satisfied with it because gen robuchi was like he he wanted the he wanted the story to end he wanted at least some kind of happy ending for these characters um uh but uh he was asked by akiyuki shimbo to come up with something new because he's like because none of them he wasn't satisfied Simbo wasn't satisfied nobody was and so Genorobuchi came up with this and Shimbo loved it for two reasons one oh sequel bait let's go and also um and also because it makes more sense narratively it's more interesting and it it adds more layers to everything mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of also adds into what's interesting about Madoka as a series in general, which is the whole, it gives a yin, to, it gives a yang to Madoka's yin, uh, because Madoka, if Madoka is God, well, there's gotta be like Satan. Um, and Hol- yeah. it just happens to be, uh, Homer is that Satan. And I think it's interesting. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, uh, for those, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, Sayaka is framed like the Archangel Michael in this. Yep. And is confronting Homura because Homura is Lucifer. I think yeah. I, I don't I do not think that is a coincidence. I think that is very intentional, uh, uh, which also I love how Sayaka is used in this. Uh, Sayaka yeah. is very good in this. This like breathed new life into my love for Sayaka because I always liked Sayaka. Like from even from girl. the beginning, I love her. <laughs> I I thought Sayaka, like I liked all of them except for Homura. I was never a big fan of Homura, even in the original. I mean, she was better, but like I just I, I I don't know her her like logic and reasoning always stuck to me. I'm like that's not right. What you're doing, um, 
might be like my like moral high ground or whatever, but just I've when it came to Homura, I've always been like iffy on her just because of her like and and that's kind of the point of the character. Um but just the whole movie, like it it plays so perfectly with like expectations, with like kind of theories, thoughts, beliefs, the whole point of about of of base Madoka, like everything just fits in this perfect little puzzle, and it, it works really, really, really well. How do you guys feel about Bebe or Nagisa? Is the Nagisa? Girl. Yeah, Nagisa wanna, is the girl. I want to punt it. I like Bebe. Fuck you. Not Nagisa's innocent. Stop. Stop. I like Bebe. <laughs> do not punt. Do not punch. Do not punt the child, Shane. Set her yeah. up, Charlie Brown style. She, the chain Nagisa is a child. She is a. She is like six. <laughs> she she is, is. If a you child. think that means anything to me, you don't know who you're talking to. That man. Should because that's a, because that is. You know what? Once they reach ten, it's okay. But anything lower than that, that's just me. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Time out, Matt. No. No. Yeah. You, you had me. You had me. You had. You lost, babe. You really lost. Yeah. Whew. Man. You had the moral high ground until you said it's a okay until they're. I can't uh, believe you guys were painting me as the bad guy, and then Matt says that. No, no, no. I, no, no, I no, was no, not like, painting. Like, like, okay, no, once they hit double, once they hit double digits, punching them is legally accepted. No, it's not. But like, it fucking, <laughs> it is more. more the gap does not it. legally condone the assault of children. Just <laughs> regardless statement. of age. Regardless I mean, of age. I do mean, not we really don't people. condone a physical assault in any form against anyone. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. But you, you just said you wanted to punt. You said saying you said you wanted to punt him, like, uh, her, like. The Gap like, LLC yeah, does that. not. The Gap LLC does not condone assaulting children of any age. Yeah, I take it. Shane's not a fan of Nag. I take it. Shane's not a fan of Nagisa. Then. Oh no! I I just said it to piss you guys off. <laughs> I was going to say, because Nagisa is kind of a contentious character in the Madoka sphere. I will say, when she is Bebe, and she's the little witch gremlin thing. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Like, I I understand the purpose she serves when she's in that form. Uh, But, you know. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't feel any. She's meant of, to be a max, like a mascot character. Like, yeah. oh, she makes funny noises and talks about. Like, I, re- I really don't feel any, you know, <laughs> connection to this character. Once it's revealed who she actually is and that she's working with Madoka, it's like, oh, okay. Now, mm-hmm. now I see where you fit into the puzzle. Now I understand. Yeah. Now you're and she's only more interesting. And it's also she, and because she was, she's Bebe, because she's Bebe, that you realize, oh, that was the magical girl that became Babe the witch, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Baby's witch, uh, which is really sad to know that she died, that she like died when she was like fucking eight years old. But yeah, like, well, that's, a, that's a, that's a oof. Um, yeah, that's an F in chat, I think. Also, I, I want to, you want to know what, I forget what her wish was, um, I think I think Nagisa's witch. Uh, like, what was Nagisa? Uh, I'm looking this up because I, I remember her wish was like something really sad and like, I mean, uh, fucking, uh, let me. Spencer, you want to uh, do it? You want to do a sponsor read while he's looking for that? Uh, I'm. 
Damn, Spencer's got nothing for the sponsor read. Oh no, I'm also seeing it. Her wish was only revealed in the fucking Magia record game. Of course it was. It's all. It's all. That's what it, it is. But because because it it all the wish, all the wishes are revealed there. Yeah. Um, uh. Okay. One second. Oh yeah, she want. Oh no, yeah, she wanted. Uh, she wanted a cheesecake. She wanted the tastiest cheesecake in the world because she was like five. Yeah. So, real that's... sad, Matt. Real sad. So so uh, she just wanted this, to go to Cheesecake Factory. This episode of the Gap brought to you by Waffle House. Is the Waffle House uh, near you closed? Then you should probably get the hell out of Dodge. Brought to you by FEMA. The Waffle House Index gives you a three-step plan to know if your area is in, is in danger of being destroyed by any natural disaster or active god or Madoka goddess. Attention Step all one. available bachelors. <laughs> Step one is green. That means that you are in the first act of this movie. Everything is fine. Everything is content. Just keep on living, okay? Yellow. You're in the third act of the movie. Things are kind of shitty, but by the end of it, you'll survive. And red means the Waffle House doesn't exist. And that, my friends, is the true evil all along. So go to your local Waffle House where you can get two flapjacks. And a, a stack of pancakes for five ninety nine with promo code the Gap Movies. That's G A P M O V I E. Back to you, Shane. The Waffle House. It's not Cheesecake Factory. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Matt, take it away. Let's. Uh, we've avoided it long enough. Let's talk about Cube. Because uh, we've kind of him. avoided talk. Fuck yeah! Him. We talk- we've avoided talking about Cube mainly because Cube. Uh, this is one of the best things the movie does, by the way. Cube kind of disappears. Cube is in the start of the movie as like an actual like mascot character who just says Q, and it's like, oh, look at the cute little kitty thing. Um, uh, and then kind of, and then after the stuff's just getting fucky, kind of disappears, and you forget about Cube, and then she comes back, and then the Cube comes back, and you're like. Ah shit! Oh yeah, it's you. It's all. It's always you. It's it's always you. Um, Fuck you, uh, and I, I uh, and uh, so I know you know I, I I got on Shane for saying she wanted to punt Nagi. So I want to punt Cube. Thank you. Uh, Thank I, you. I, I wish friends, to. Friends, I wish Matt. to punt. I wish to pick up this little cat thing and throw it into a shredder. This is why. I, this is why we started an anime podcast together, Matt. I hate this thing. I hate it so much. Uh, and I, you know what? I actually do think it's really satisfying that so many of them die. Get in this. Absolutely annihilated. <laughs> they get absolutely fucking bopped. Like they fucking so many of them just get fucking killed. And Kube just, I, Kube just sees it as like an inconvenience. He's just kind of like, he, he keeps talking, he'll die, and then another one will show up and continue. Because they're a hive mind. They don't, they're like a hive mind, which is kind of creepy, but okay. Um, but fucking <laughs> Spencer, for some reason, doesn't think Kube's all that bad, and I've never understood that. I've never understood this. I don't please, understand. Please state your wrong opinion. <laughs> okay. So, I am one of, like, two people in existence 
that actually comprehends and kind of likes Cubay. Um, my my reasoning is is twofold. One, I have never stated that I think Cubay is a good person or good entity. Cubay is not a hero. Cubay is a fucking manipulative, like emotionless void. However, Cubay is the epitome of the utilitarian value. Because why the incubators do what they do is to stop entropy. It is to stop the universe from imploding upon itself. The whole point of why they harvest energy is that the incubators originally looked at many different species in order to find some way to slow down entropy and or stop it completely. Because they want the universe to survive. It's always been their goal is to make sure that everything kind of continues the way it's supposed to. And under utilitarian concepts, which is a political and moral philosophy that states the most amount of pleasure for the least amount of pain. Basically, you should do something if it helps more people than it hurts. And because they, for the most part, incubators are emotionless, they run off of the, the purest form of utilitarianism. They believe that if some magical girls have to be, you know, made, witches have to be made for the magical girls to, you know, kill them, purify them, so that the energy can be taken, and it can be used to basically make sure that the heat death of the universe doesn't exist. They are scientifically calculated beings. Their point makes logical sense. It might not be the strongest logic, but what they believe, they believe wholeheartedly in. There is no def there is no doubt in their mind that what they're doing isn't what needs to be done. Not that it's the right thing to do, but it needs to be done in order to save billions of people. In the same way that Homura does what she does, in order to save who she's close to, because Homura is the emotional core. She has arguably too much emotion. It flows forth too much. Well, the incubators are trapped off in, into existence. What they're doing is planned, it's calculated, and it is manipulative. However, it is not inherently wrong, the point they're trying to make. I won't state that they're good people. In fact, I hate the incubators as in as people as like because they're they're what some people deem as the morally right. If I can save a million people but have to kill five, morally most people would go kill the five people. That's utilitarianism. And that's why I I think that the hatred of Cubay and the Incubators is from a purely emotional level because their point is noble. 
they're trying to save everyone, but unfortunately, because they don't have the emotion to get past that concept of pleasure versus pain, because they because most of them don't feel pain or pleasure until the end of this movie, then they they're very narrow minded and they go about things their way. So when I say Cubay did nothing wrong, it's mostly a joke, just like how Griffith did nothing wrong is when I say that. Cubay definitely did quite a bunch of shit wrong during Base and Rebellion. However, to go against and demonize their entire belief, I think is wrong if people are going to turn and look and speak positive, not specifically talking to you guys, but just in general, if people are going to speak positive of Homura and how she acts and then talk negative about Cubay um, and the Incubators, even though they're two sides of the same coin, then that's just you taking an emotional stance on something. So while I agree with most people that Cubay is a bad person, like they are a bad entity, I think they're not evil, but their lack of emotion is what makes them scary to people. Well, I'll say two things, Spencer. First off, incredibly well said. Like, just beautiful. Thank you. In incredible. Just fantastic monologue there. Second thing, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. And I will say this, and I think that the one kink in the fact that that they're doing it for the good of the universe. There's a kink. There's one little kink in that. And it's this movie. Because the the movie uh, uh, the movie makes it clear the, the, makes it pretty clear what they're doing to Homura in Rebellion. They're not really doing it to save the universe at that point. They're doing it out of spite at that point. Because they realized that they got screwed over. Someone fucked with their so like their perfect system. Um and they're doing it out of spite to try to get it back to where it was supposed to be. And I think it's interesting. Someone did a read and I'm bring I'm gonna bring this up because I think it's an interesting angle. I don't necessarily think it was the plan of Urabuchi and Shimbo when they made the series to have this interpretation, but it fit, it actually really fits. Someone did a reading, like a analysis of the series through this angle, but the series could can be seen as kind of an as a as a basically a representation of modern day third stage capitalism, because. And it and, all and, comes full circle. And, and I, I joke it's all comes back to capitalism, but. Cubay and the and Cubay and the incubators. They 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 literally have these magical girls as cogs in a fucking system. They have them and in, in in the system that is meant to that is inevitably meant to keep them there until they die as like literal fuel for the fuel for what they need, and. They justify it that oh you're doing it for the greater good oh you're doing it because this is what the contract says you didn't look into it further enough and that's and it, it further enough 
And like, Madoka and like the and the only way to really get out of something like that is to basically just get rid of the system entirely. And I like the fact and I and I like the fact that Rebellion kind of continues that trend because to an extent Homura does break the like break that cycle like break that cycle of like that like system the break that system again because of the fact no because of the one because of the one thing that she does do and I think that this is the cool the, the the really actually good cool thing she does and that is actually give give the incubators like fucking bearing the weight of the curses all the curses are going to go into the incubators and they get to feel all the pain and shit that they've caused and i'm like okay that's really great karmic justice that is is that really awesome karmic justice i think that's really clever and also uh seeing cube and makes it very curious to see where they're going to go for future installments but we'll get to that in a sec Um, but like no i i i totally agree uh I can kind of see the late stage capitalist concept because, you know, the whole point about because it, it's not just spite. It's also Madoka's wish has caused less energy than the normal system. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why they're trying like it's 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 splitting hairs. Um because basically they're Madoka wouldn't work in my opinion without Cube, without the incubators. The entire show is built on their premise though. The so. entire show is built on the concept of them and they 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 just they're so weird. You know, the, the, like, Cube is basically in 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 eldritch horror. Like, Cube <laughs> is basically a a Lovecraftian like creation. I in a sense. You know what? I agree with that. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, and and that is as a person who you know follows this stuff because of like, well, my degree and stuff of like that. Um. The the general the general end of utilitarianism is issues caused by inactivity or things that or issues caused by lack of hindsight. So you might think that you're doing good for the most people at the time. However, it doesn't look at who all those people are, you know, if you have a hundred millionaires and only one poor person and the hundred millionaires say we should, you know, we should cut taxes. That's that's the downside of Cuba's concept is it doesn't look in at an emotional aspect. And that's why it works so well having them uh, being forced to burden everything. That's also why is, it's also why their initial plan ultimately fails. Yeah, because, because they don't they, they don't take into account that Madoka could be so selfless that she'd do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> th- they th- they went, oh, this is a girl with a lot of, you know, energy. She should be good for quite some time. And then not realizing that somebody could have the ability to think to to not 
to not want to to not want the trolley to hit anybody. Yeah. To stop the, the, the trolley. Yeah, like just just it's like all oh, the trolley probably I be I just stop I just have no trolley. Uh, there's no trolley now and Cube was forced to go, oh just that, that was, it right off the tracks. I do love his I do love Cube's reaction in the in the show when mm-hmm. like Odoka does that because you can tell he's so mad. <laughs> he's, he's like so mad. He's like fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> um uh, I I also want to give a special shout out to Cassandra Lee Morris because she kills it as Yeah, you Cube. know what? Let's talk about the dub. Let's talk about the dub. Dub? Okay, I'm very critical of the dub for the show. Um, and I have been for a very long time. I think the dub for Rebellion is great, though. I think it's really good. Uh, this is what happens when uh, the actors return after a while with you with a much more experience, a yep. much more experience, and uh, particularly, uh, particularly uh, Sarah Lee Connors as Sayaka is a massive improvement over the show. Yep. Uh, I think she does a great job here. Cassandra Lee Morris is though is always, always. She- She's so good. She's so good. She's so good as Cube. She plays that like cutely terrifying dark presence so well. Yeah, it's like, so it's so weird because there's so much personality and pep in her voice for Cube, but there's just like this cold monotone underlying all of it, and it's like yeah. it's so chilling. Yeah. Um. Uh. Speaking of chill, well, not chill, but like speaking of chilling animation in this movie. Is, Do we even like it? it, it is does look need at it. to be brought up? <laughs> it look shaft. at it. Do you it you sh- have, you have eyes? <laughs> you can see with your visual <laughs> receptors. Um, I have been told that, that some people actually criticize this movie for being too animated. If that makes any sense, that there's too much going on on screen. And to those people, I call them cowards. Go fuck uh, yourself. Fuck you. This movie. Don't- is a beautiful this movie's beautiful i love the look seeing this movie on the big screen was a trip for one but also like there's so much going on on screen all i the all the different like styles of animation going on from like the the weird puppet shit with the witches and the nightmares Mm -hmm. to the actual character designs to all of the background stuff it all looks insane this movie looks nuts it's 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 also like compared to the show, it's also like a lot more surrealist than the show. This show, this movie feels a lot more artistic and experimental in what it's trying to do. Because mm-hmm. some some shots are just kind of like that is a hundred percent just an artist's fever dream. Like they yep. fucking just splattered paint on the screen and said go, um, and it's great. Um, the scene where Psyche is talking to Homer is a perfect example of that. I don't know where it's happening, and frankly, I don't care because it looks cool. Uh, it, it looks, looks cool beautiful. As shit. I want to give special use of impossible space. Just saying, yeah, it's just brilliant use of impossible space and and shaft unhinged, like <laughs> the, like. And since I didn't get to say it on the original episode, I'll talk about it here now uh, because when I first watched this, when when Matt put it on on my list in high school and said, "Hey, you should watch Madoka Magica. It's just really cute." Uh, Magical Girl Show, and I went, oh, yeah, I I was debated by Matt. Um, First off, debated. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I took L and ratio from that. Um, L plus ratio uh, plus no witches. Plus (laughs) no witches. Um, I described the direction of what the witches look like as Donkin Rampa-esque. 
because it's it it's done in a like a paper cut out kind of two D like flat design, and I love it. I love the way that everything looks in Madoka because it's it's just you're you can stare at something for like fifteen minutes and still not know what you're looking at. You just know that it looks really pretty, and that's. That's that's Madoka in a nutshell. Is it looks really pretty, but I have no idea what I'm looking at. And like all all the characters, like like designs are like really noticeable. And you know, like you you have all the classics. You have Madoka Blue, Madoka Red, Madoka Black, Madoka Yellow, and Madoka Pink. I guess we got Madoka White now too. Madoka White, Madoka. yeah. Right now, yeah. and possibly if the trailer for if the one of the early concept trailers uh, for uh, while Parker's not rising is going to be any indication, we might have Madoka Green soon. <gasps> Complete the rainbow. I want to give special shout out in particular to storyboarding here. Yeah. Because, uh, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, but like we, I mean, we talked about in the, back when we first covered Madoka, we talked about the storyboarding a lot on that too the so layouts here are no, fucking it was, insane it was the same team that did the show that did rebellion and storyboard wise so and yeah oh my god it's so good fucking the yeah the, the, the there's a shot what shot is it it's a shot of sayaka when she puts their sword into like homer's like fucking time stop thing and then it cuts to like a yeah. wide of it. And I'm just yep, like, yep, I'm yep. literally just like that is. The, and I literally remember seeing that in the theater and thinking to myself, this is the best shot thing I've ever seen in my yep. life. Like, you just see like, the reflection in the blade. It's oh, that's cinema. That's cinema right that's there. Kino. Uh, that's Kino. <laughs> that's Kino. I, I'm just oh, my God. Everything about the, like the way this movie is shot is spectacular fucking uh and yuki kajra scores excellent yuki fucking kajra fucking it's excellent i one of her best i think mm-hmm. like there's so much good there's a bunch of great stuff here i think the the last thing i want to bring up about this as well is mainly just i like the fact i mentioned how i like how psycho is used but i like how all the cast is used i actually think they balance out the cats really well they all act they all actually get something to do um they're all they all get like moments to shine here which is really really nice and they all get little moments of actual care actual character progression they're not just static characters in this which is really nice you would because that there's there is kind of maybe it would be a tendency because it is all in homer's mind that they'd stay like rather static, but all of them actually do develop. Even Madoka, because you realize that once you realize Madoka's stuck in that world and she doesn't know who she is, it's almost like Madoka trying to find out like her own purpose again, almost to an extent. You can kind of see that her her arc in that here. Um, and there's a lot of really fun character moments. Uh, with probably my standout one being during the fight with Homura's witch. Which, which, by the way, her name is Homu Lily. That's the witch name for Homura. It's Homu Lily. Um, so with the fight with Homu Lily, there's a moment between Sayaka and Kyoko that lives rent-free in my head uh, and has stayed there ever since. Uh, uh, which is which is the scene where where Sayaka was like, I had one regret, and uh, I had one regret, and that was leaving you behind. And I'm just like, ah! 
Yep, that's pain hey. right there. That's pain. That's pain. And 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 and, and I'm just sitting. And I'm just sitting there. Like, can both of you just shut up and kiss already? There's <laughs> just and... tears flowing down Matt's face. Like, <laughs> I love uncontrollably crying. I love those. I love those two. They live. Those two live rent free in my head and have been for like over for like a for like almost a decade at this point. And of course, there has been. And of course, there's been nothing since rebellion. I think we don't need to discuss that as well, actually, because yep. rebellion and rebellion doesn't necessarily end on a cliffhanger, um, but it does end on the implication of there will be more because Sayaka's like, you do realize this isn't gonna last, and once once Radoka finds out, there might be a battle. Hint, hint. Nudge, well, nudge. Mm -hmm. Wink, wink. Um, uh, and then, and then it's like, oh shit, there might be more. It has been nine years. <laughs> we know it technically exists. It is happening. It has been announced. But, uh, Shane, who knows? Are you, are you, Shane, are you ready to, uh, I, I don't know if I'm ready to call it this yet, but are you ready to consider it vaporware? I'd say once it hits the 10 year mark, which is very soon, I think then we can officially claim it as vaporware. <laughs> that this thing is not happening. If it, it does, does not, not come exist. out within the next calendar year, never happening. Yeah. Oh, well, if you don't get any news on it, what if it comes out like 2024? If there's an announcement next year that it's coming in 2024, then we can receive we can rescind that fact. Yeah, but it if stands. it's out, so if it's not out, if, it, if we don't get any news on it, or it's not out by December twenty first, twenty twenty, December thirty first, twenty twenty three, it will it is vaporware. It officially <laughs> does not exist. That it will never happen. No more. <laughs> uh, fucking. But yeah, and I do think that's important to bring up though, because because uh. Uh, rebellion is a little bit incomplete. It does, it does kind of, it does feel like it's like the middle. It's like it's the end to this story, but it does kind of feel like a lead into another story. Uh, so, uh, but that is so that is important to mention. But still, that doesn't affect our feelings on it. Which, if you know, let's as we move into final scores, uh, we all know what it is. So, just I mean, go I, ahead and it, say literally it. the first thing I said about it: eleven out of ten. Yeah, it's eleven. I yeah, I, it's there's fucking masterpiece, masterpiece, masterpiece. It lives rent. It is. It, it is. It is. It is one of those movies that has li that lives rent free in my head. I love it this is, movie to death. It is one. It, it is what I would call good soup. Good soup. Good soup. It's got the good soup ranking. Can I make uh, that an official ranking? The good, the good soup out of ten. Yeah, good soup out of ten. That means it's pristine Kino. And that that now that that means it's get it's it's it, it, it's Shane it's Shane giving the highest recommendation to someone. You know what? Means, I think that's my I think I think that's my new eleven. If I give something a good soup, that means it's an eleven. Yeah. So, so rebellion gets a good soup out of 10. rebellion is a good bowl of soup. <laughs> in that case, I'm going to make up my own. I'm going to call this. I think one, we all need our own official. We all need our own moment. because because you know, like like Adam has the the heat the scale heat scale the heat scale. Uh, you now have you have good soup. 
Um, I'm just going to give it a, uh, you know what? Because I'm a, the, I'm the film guy. I'm going to give this a cinema out of 10. Uh, it is a cinema. This is, it is sort of, this is what Martin Scorsese, if Martin Scorsese saw this, he would say this is cinema. Uh, but then again, so gets, I don't know if, does Scorsese know what anime is? Oh, no, he probably does. But like, if fucking, does. <laughs> does he watch anime is the so question. So you're saying this gets the Scorsese official seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Scorsese has got the Scorsese says a seal of approval. I am going to give this movie... I'm trying to think of one, because I don't have something that's, like, really me. Damn. Damn. Man said I got nothing unique. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. If you're hungry for nothing... No. no. <laughs> I, I give this a tokusatsu out of ten. Tokusatsu. <laughs> sure. Tokusatsu out of ten. Yes. I'll think of something for next time, but he'll just start transforming. Now. Yeah, <laughs> henshin. This, this movie henshined from a normal movie to an incredible movie. Fucking, right. but, but yeah. Um, and now it's time to move on to our next featured in movie month. Now, next, our next film we're covering for movie month is actually Josh's pick. He's not here with us. Because he does not care about Madoka, uh, so he does, so he is not here to talk about. I did not mention it, but I will mention it. But I so I will mention it for him. Uh, and what are we covering? Well, we're covering the most Josh thing you can think of, because uh, uh, in his infinite wisdom, he has the degrees. You know, in his infinite wisdom, he has decided that he, we are going to that for next time on the, on the podcast, we are going to be doing the Kono Super movie. Which, if you know, did you know, was animated by J.C. Staff. Uh, did you know that this was animated by J.C. Staff? Guys, guys, did you know that the Konosuba yeah. movie was made by J.C. Staff? No fucking way. No fucking I way, I didn't guys. believe it at first either. Yeah. Which, by the way, full title is Konosuba's God, Konosuba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World, Legend of Crimson. Uh, long fucking name. Uh... But in any case, this will be that will be our next uh, anim- featured anime on the podcast. Kind of an interesting, like an interesting uh, uh, turnaround from Madoka, going straight from something pain like Madoka to he 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 funny. Also interesting to note <laughs> yes. here, covering the movie for a show that we have not officially covered on the podcast yet. Which is so I that's think the going to be an interesting. Not the first time we've technically done that. We did that no. with Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. We did that for Bunny Girl as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess. Never mind. Yeah, and I'm also stupid. Broly. When we, co- when we covered Broly, we hadn't touched Dragon Ball yet at the time. Guys, it's okay. I'm stupid. Don't forget about no, it. Forget to say anything. But uh, fucking don't worry about it. But we're covering Kona. Su- we're covering the Kona Suba movie. Uh, so get ready for that. I'm your host Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex as well as on YouTube at Legion Rex. And you can also find me on Twitch where I stream Once in a Blue Moon. With me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. You can find him on Twitter at Bearded Gaming Network, as well as on YouTube where he posts uh, Let's Plays, podcasts, gameplay videos, <laughs> unboxings, a bunch of other stuff. He is currently uploading his current streams of Hollow Knight onto YouTube in little digestible parts, which is really nice. 
um so you can go check that out there speaking of streaming he's on twitch and he streams every monday wednesday and uh, monday wednesday and friday from 7 to 10 and again like i mentioned he's doing hollow knight every monday and wednesday until he 100 percents the game uh so he uh that's gonna be an absolute blast to watch and on fridays he'll cover he does whatever the fuck he wants streams. um so uh, watch me stream the guy game and then get banned <laughs> Um, <laughs> y'all remember the guy game i know well actually i well i well fucking, no i do and i'd prefer i prefer if i did forget frank i have i have uh, seen it lounging around one too many uh used game stores you should pick it up just for the memes oh no. Um, <laughs> no it's illegal i'm not a misogynist <laughs> it's, it's also of- illegal <laughs> the, speaking of which speaking of which uh, is fucking speaking of getting banned from like twitch or whatever did you guys know that there was a japanese streamer who while playing splatoon like chroma keyed like the uh opponents like like the oh, no. other teams like color of uh being white of, uh, of like uh Pink? of like paint to and then chromakeed in such a way that it, that if the screen had a lot of it, it'd show porn. So he had to win in order to not get banned from Twitch. That's incredible. That's I'm, I'm so not gonna lie, fucking, that's chat based. That's, that's so based. fucking good, dude. That's that's, that's genuinely incredible. <laughs> that's genuinely hilarious. I love that. That's amazing. That's, shit's rad. Man, man, man was focusing like fuck. You had to focus. That is commitment uh, on a degree I have never seen before. Yeah, fucking uh, speaking. <laughs> also, I have my co-host Spencer. You can find him on Twitter at Barry Burton with two E's, two E's, uh, where he is no longer the fan club of anything. Um, and he no, a because no, because all my teams uh, are, are bad. Terrible. They're all garbage. He trash no longer here. likes anything. He is severely and depressed. Instead, I like um, co- pictures of cosplayers, uh, shit posts, and uh, dunking on uh, Rooster Teeth slash Achievement Hunter slash Hideki Kamiya. Hideki so, you know. Kamiya got nuked. He really <laughs> did cook himself there, huh? He, he got nuked, but I, I just checked Twitter and he is back. Oh, okay. he is so back. He, so he uncooked himself. So now, now can we talk about how funny it is that like the man that man got annihilated in the quote? That man went from from fan favorite Wonderkin to literally Satan in like Twitter's main character. I would love to see a quote retweet of Helena Taylor voicing a clip of Bayo and just being like, Love, they're beating your ass in the quote retweets. Love the beat. Also, uh, if you want to know, Jennifer Hale has been liking tweets in support of Helena Taylor, which makes me Good. guess. I don't think I'm glad. I don't think I don't think Hale knew about the it's situation. It's not her fault. Yeah. It's more so, it's more Hale. than likely she would probably say something, but NDAs. NDAs and NDAs. Hel- and Helena herself put is in put herself in a lot of danger. Because as a person who knows the law Especially that stuff, you do not break an NDA. You don't break NDA. Well, no, yeah, because there's will... a lot of there's a lot of shit that can happen if you do, and it's a, it's a lot. F- 
Yeah, I, she broke the she broke the, this NDA out of a moral obligation. Uh, uh This point, which no, so so like I'm curious to see what happens. Um, I think uh, my favorite part of that so far, honestly, has been somebody like quote retweeting um, "No More Heroes 3. and it's just like, man, if only there was another action adv- action g- game that uh, came out around in October. That would be pretty crazy. That would be it's like, yeah. Crazy. Also, one little t- one more little tidbit to leave y'all off on um, a raid led a raid Shadow Legends sponsorship pays double what they were going to pay Helena. Let that sink in. Which no, uh, the fact that and, and that's a, like that. That's just an advertisement thing, too. Literally, so think you about just ad read and you get eight thousand dollars. <laughs> So, so like, so like the fact and like, so like the fact that you can get more money off of a Raid Shadow Legends ad than like what I'm going to imagine would have been like a week's work of recording for like Bayonetta. That's uh, fucking because video games take a while to record because there's a lot of stuff you got to do for them. Um, And also Bayonetta is a very talkative character. And talkative character. Yeah, like that's insane. And also uh, someone did the math. Four thousand dollars for... Bayo, uh, if it's for like a week of time, uh, she would have been getting like like an eight hour work week. She would she would have been getting paid like less than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And with that, we will see you guys next week for the next installment in Movies Month here on the Gap Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> see you for Konosuba the movie. Yeah, sorry, sorry to bring everyone down. Remember, we're just gonna we're gonna talk about haha funny in a week, so just don't. Yeah, t- yeah. next week is next week is funny movie. Yeah, no hold depression. On for, nope, hold on for seven days. You watch can do it. Movie. I believe watch in the you. movie. Be depressing. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get that